Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody's checking it out. With a rocket or whatever, but incredibly fast, or off of the direction. They would too fast to be an airplane. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. troubled minds that's not good audio issues going on over here right now i gotta make sure i don't touch anything what's going on guys this is the show where we get together monday tuesday wednesday thursday 7 p.m pacific and what is this all about you may ask yeah let me tell you this is the show where we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about and you know what they are aliens conspiracy the paranormal 
the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. And of course, that means that uh, this show, well, uh, other than being live, we do this live, like I said, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. And the reason we do that, the reason we've always done that is to include you, to take phone calls, to interact, to engage with people out there and see if uh, there's some truth to some of the uh, more wild conspiracies, more wild ideas and theories out there. Is there any sort of uh, basis in a lot of this stuff? And that's that's what we've always done here. Uh, we, we call it drinking the maybe juice. All right. Drinking the maybe juice. And that just means that uh, for, for an evening, we get together, we suspend our disbelief and we consider the possibility that these things may or may not be true. And that's that. It's it's as, really as easy as that. And some of the things we talk about are out there, way out there. And uh, that's OK. And it, it's, uh, you know, most of them aren't our ideas, my ideas in particular, uh, or yours even uh, until we start getting phone calls. But point being, when this uh, conversation conversation begins it's about a lot of things right we like i always said on this show we take a wide berth because we want to make sure that uh, we talk about all the things all right all the things and not just uh, politics or whatever you know day in and day out it's just so exhausting right uh, i just get so so tired of the news cycles that it's all politics all the time but no well uh, guess what on this show it has nothing to do with any of that it has a uh, it's it's a uh, i try to make it fun i try to be um pick things that are interesting to me and of course uh, some of the more wild ideas out there because that's what uh that's what makes a fun a fun conversation in my eyes is is you know people believe this stuff or people don't believe it or there's somewhere in between and uh i think therein lies the uh the, the 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 conversation right it's in between uh well do, do you believe this do you not believe this do other people believe this or that this that and the other thing and that's all fine and well so that's why uh, that's why we do this in the in the format we do it which means of course uh you can call in if you want to be part of the show tonight you can reach us at 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 you can click the discord link at troubledminds.org that's the official website of troubled minds troubledminds.org super simple and a phone number is there on the website the discord link is there just click the discord link you'll get a direct invite and you can get to come hang out with all the amazing people that already on the discord it's a chat room it's a it's a uh, voice uh, voice room it's a you can share links and photographs and all kinds of stuff in there it's a pretty amazing program like we always say and uh, it's uh, free it, so not only is it free uh, we're not sponsored by them it's just a uh, good software deserves a uh, deserves good uh, good good marks and uh, I give them the top marks because uh, discord's doing good things no censorship there by the way not yet I think they're probably working on it because of the you know the terrorism stuff that's going on you know what I mean the wink wink terrorism stuff depending on how all that stuff uh, works out or changes or does not you know how that is right or how uh, uh, yesterday what wasn't a terrorist is a terrorist tomorrow yeah well uh, unfortunately so maybe maybe one day in the in the future it won't be like that but as of right now as far as i can tell it uh, discord is not at all censored so that's a, that's an amazing thing all right so what we're going to do is uh, uh, oh, uh, a couple more things real quick uh, so regarding discord please join the fringe fm discord at fringe fm fringe dot fm slash chat that will give you a direct invite to that discord as well i'm watching all of them watching all the chats 
and all the different places that we're streaming as well. And uh, you could also uh, download the um, the app, the Fringe FM app, uh, based basically on the uh, the iTunes and the Android App Store, right? Anywhere uh, apps are found, and that's the easiest way to listen to Troubled Minds at seven oh six sharp on Monday through Thursday. Just smash the play button on the app, and you'll get uh, you'll get me and Troubled Minds. So that's what's up. All right. So and uh, okay. And by the way, one more last thing before we get into this, we are streaming on Rockfan D Live. YouTube and Twitter, and we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and I think that wraps it up. I think that I think that settles all the things we need to talk about. Uh, you know, as a just as an intro, getting things settled here. All right. So last night we talked about uh, a breakaway civilization. All right, and what the heck does that even mean? And all kinds of stuff, right? And there's there was a lot of ideas flowing through there. A lot of great calls. We had a lot of fun on that show last night. But uh, the thing is, it got me thinking in terms of. Well, what would a, a a breakaway civilization use as far as technology goes? Sort of, kind of taking this to the furthest end, right? And like uh, Night Stalker said, some of uh, some people in the past have uh, said, "Well, think Stargate." not Star Trek, okay? And so, as a result, uh, wouldn't you know it, in the news today, of, of all times, uh, well, you know, uh, conveniently, we have a new theory on wormholes, all right? And so, this is how this begins. Uh, we'll start here. This is from Kyriosmos, uh, reported this, and it's uh, today, November 17th, and here we go. Study claims spacecraft could travel through cosmic wormholes to reach distant galaxies, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. What does this mean? Okay, now, so so uh, so some of the issues here, the the old uh, Einstein-Rosen wormholes, um, uh, theoretically, they've been predicted to, to not be stable, okay? Meaning that uh, they'd have to be super tiny, and uh, they would have to basically disappear in an instant, like in, in, in a split second. They would appear, and then they would disappear, all right? That's the Einstein-Rosen version of a black hole. And so, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past, kind of in the periphery of some of these other discussions and uh, the energy output to create something like this is enormous it's uh, you know supermassive black hole type energy right so so I don't know uh, this is uh, this is one of those things when I saw this today I was like huh isn't that weird so here's here's the head the subheadline an unusual new theory suggests that wormholes portals that connect different parts of the universe and even allow time travel can be stable when viewed in terms of the Eddington Finkelstein metric. And that's different, right? That's different than uh, the, the Einstein-Rosen wormhole and, and the rest of this stuff. So so let's read just a little bit of this and kind of uh, settle us into the conversation tonight, which, of course, is about wormholes. All right? And wormholes in particular, like uh, we've described, if, if, if this technology is in play out there somewhere, it kind of changes everything, doesn't it? I've been watching uh, Stargate SG-1 uh, quite a bit recently because it's leaving Netflix at the end of the month. I'm a little disappointed about that because I'm probably not going to get through all of it because I just not enough hours in the day. But uh, it's it's a pretty good show. No spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it. Even though it's a 20-year-old 20, 20 show here, um, it's one of those things that was so long and had so many you know long and winding roads uh, in the plots and whatever that I'm not going not gonna to get into that. But uh, it is good. If you guys haven't watched it, um, you know, you got an extra, oh, I don't know, what, hundreds and hundreds of hours to, to watch to watch uh, uh, 10 seasons of SG-1. Uh, I recommend it. I do recommend it. So check, check that out. But anyway, so I've been watching a bunch of that, and clearly in that show, the entire premise is, well, you guessed it, 
they have a Stargate underground in Cheyenne Mountain, of all places, right? So here we go. So uh, this is now this kind of got me thinking in those terms. And those uh, again, the conversation last night was the breakaway civilization and all the rest of this. So here we go. The possibility of the, exi- the existence of wormholes or space-time tunnels that allow you to quickly overcome almost any distance was predicted on the basis of Einstein's theory of general relativity. In the past, it was widely believed that keeping the wormhole open would require some theoretical exotic matter. Otherwise, the tunnel would quickly disappear once it was created without a force to keep it from collapsing. Uh, So usually the problem of building wormholes is to choose such a configuration of matter and energy so that this would allow the formation of a stable tunnel that allows passage not only of individual particles, but also of large bodies. In addition, wormholes built in the usual way within the framework of general relativity turned out to be virtually impassable. The entrances to such wormholes are hidden behind the event horizon, which remains an insurmountable obstacle for us. Uh, This means that if a person even falls into such a wormhole, he or she will not be able to get out of it. All right. So here we go. All right. So uh, and so this is the new theory that describes wormholes as being a possible thing now uh, scientifically. And uh, so we'll go with this. Uh, Another uh, another problem is uh, related to the fact that macroscopic wormholes can be very unstable. It was believed that in order to stabilize a wormhole, it is necessary to create it from exotic matter with the property of negative energy, which again, within the framework of conventional theories, is still achievable only on microscopic quantum scales. Uh, So physicists can use different metrics to describe the behavior of objects, and sometimes one metric can give you more information than the other, although all describe the same event or case. Uh, The most famous metric when it comes to wormholes is the Schwarzschild metric, named after the German physicist and astronomer Karl Schwarzschild. Uh, Decades ago, it helped scientists describe the properties of black holes for the first time. All right, but now check this out. So now a new theory suggests that maybe this is all wrong. Uh, Okay, so however, when describing the routes of movement through wormholes using this metric, physicists face difficulties at a certain distance from the object defined as the Schwarzschild radius or the event horizon. The destruction of the metric that occurs in such cases does not allow one to correctly describe different points in space-time. But now, let's add this into the mix, and this is where the new theory comes in. Since Einstein and Rosen theorized their wormhole using this metric, it has become a staple in the research field, and most scientists scientists use it in their studies. Physicist Pascal Corp uh, Koiran, Koiran, I think is how you say that, uh, who is behind the latest theory, decided to use a more precise metric called the Eddington-Finkelstein. Unlike the Schwarzschild metric, it describes what happens when particles reach the event horizon. And, uh, and of course, here's where it is. Uh, according to Koiran, Particles can cross it and pass through a wormhole, and their path can be traced through a hypothetical wormhole. He claims that Eddington-Finkelstein metric does not fail at any point in the process. Uh, While this does not refute the assumptions that wormholes are unstable, it indicates that they may not be as destructive as scientists believe them to be, and using them to travel could be possible one day. In fact, there may be stable paths that can be calculated and traced within the framework of the theory of general relativity. All right. So now, now, here's the crazy part. All right. So then, now, scientifically, they're saying there's a way. 
All right. And, and, and again, and, and just not too long ago, it, it is interesting how science flip flops and changes its damn mind all the time, isn't it? Even though we're, you know, trust the science. You guys know that it should be a T-shirt. Trust the science. But in any case, in, you know, as always, science is ever changing. And so that's why a term like trust the science is, um, uh, let's just say propaganda. All right. Let's call it propaganda. Uh, but I'll, I'll call it that. All right. I'm, I'm calling it propaganda because, of course, science is always changing. And uh, even even it backtracks on itself when it when it skips or goes too fast, it has to reverse and go back and co- correct some mistakes. And that's what the science does. You lead the you trust the process. Right. And so the process and the results are always changing. So clearly, I don't need to tell you what the implications of that are regarding the term trust the science. But anyway, back to this now, not too long ago. And like I said, the science is always kind of flip flopping in regards to um, theoretical um, physics here is that. Um, black holes themselves or sorry wormholes themselves were not able to be mathematically uh stable just it just didn't work right the einstein rosen version just did not make this work but now this through these new calculations they're they're describing this as well maybe wormholes are a thing and uh where where do they where do they start where do they end i guess so 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 what happens now, right? If that's the case, and let's, let's just call, let's say that science is settled, damn it, right? Damn it, the science is settled, and let's just say that. And we'll say that, uh, this, that these, these wormholes can remain stable. And so, of course, it gets me thinking in terms of what exactly does that mean for the rest of the universe? If wormholes can be stabilized and large objects, uh, people, uh, maybe spacecraft, maybe whatever, can be pushed through these wormholes to other parts of not just the galaxy, but the universe at large, then, well, what does it mean for us? What does it mean for, uh, we can add this to the conversation tonight as well. Uh, Last night, we talked about the breakaway civilization. What does it mean for that? And, uh, well, what does it mean for I don't know, some of these other wacky theories that seem to be out there regarding, uh, oh, I don't know, let's say Stargates. Let's say Stargates. Uh, so I think that's the strangeness of this is that uh, that's what we're at tonight. And so what are your theories? Now, there, there are all kinds of theories out there that, um, you know, there's, uh, some sort of portal system that kind of uses the sun as a as a you know the stars as like an energy device to be able to do this. Uh, there you know there's um, footage that suggests that maybe this is the case. UFOs are able to maybe take take plasma from the sun and create their own you know jump gates or whatever like this. Uh, you know of course which would be wormholes or exactly what we're talking about. But uh, so what are the implications here? First off, do you think this is even real? Do you think this Stargate thing, this whole idea, again, maybe not SG-1 in particular with all that, the mythology behind that and, you know, the whole thing and the aliens and all the stuff that's, you know, included in that. Not that, right? I mean, sure, maybe that, but not that, not that in particular. But what about if there is an actual Stargate somewhere here on Earth? What would that mean? course it would mean lots of things wouldn't it it would mean that uh we could actually travel people could travel wherever that stargate attached to on the other end and uh of course you would expect uh there to be uh probably more than one place so let's just uh call it that so i don't know so what do you think about this do you think i mean there's been in the past right there's been some rumors of these ancient stargates all right in terms of uh well uh, maybe in the side of a cliff, these doorways carved in, which we'll get to. Um, there's been stories of uh, some in some conspiracy circles. They say that uh, there was a the Iraq War 
was about a stargate in uh, in the the ancient Sumerian stargate they call this, right? And so, what do you think? So as we get to that, and we're going to talk about stargates tonight and wormholes and this theoretical physics stuff, but, uh, you know, the, the, the science is, you know, less fun because it, the science is what the science is, and this paper is suggesting a new model that says wormholes can be stable. So the question for you tonight is this. Do you think this is real? Do you think this wormhole stuff is like a real technology that maybe somebody on the planet or even maybe that breakaway civilization we talked about last night has access to? All right. Is, is there one out there, at least one? And if that's the case, what does it mean for not just Earth, but what about the rest of the galaxy and the rest of the universe? So that's what's on my mind tonight. If you want to be part of this, if you think it's real, if you think it's a bunch of hocus pocus BS, that's totally cool. We're, we're considering all the things and uh, doing what we, what we call drinking the maybe juice and considering that uh, some, if some of this wildest uh, theories Right, some of this type of stuff. If it's actually real, what are the implications? So that's my what's that's on my mind tonight. That's how we begin this. And if you want to be part of the show, I just realized right now I didn't even read the phone number tonight. I don't think, but uh, you can give us a call at seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. That's seven zero two. 9571037 that is a Las Vegas area code which is where we're streaming from of course and broadcasting from and you can go click the discord link at troubledminds.org and that will put you put you right in the discord you can be on the show that way as well so yeah i mean there's a lot of this there's there's some some theories that some of these ancient civilizations actually had access to stargates right and we've talked about project stargate uh, the remote viewing uh, thing by the cia right we've talked about that um but there's there seems to be a lot more to this than just uh, sort of a stargate in your mind it seems that uh, there there are there are some circles out there where they describe stargates as being a real thing and currently existing on earth now uh, in in this time not not in some other timeline right here right here so, so I don't know. That's, that's what's on my mind tonight, and we're going to get to this. The story, it's, uh, it's a little bit like this, right? The Iraqi Stargate Conspiracy. Now, do you think that this is actually real? Meaning that, again, back in uh, uh, the Iraq War, they say that uh, it was not tipped off by weapons of mass destruction, right? It's, it was uh, actually a war fought over a stargate that Saddam Hussein had acquired and was about to use for who knows what purpose. And I think that's the weirdness of this, right? It seems out there. I'll, I'll go with that right off the bat. It seems like, mm, <laughs> wait, what? But, uh, you know, we've heard some stranger things. Lou Elizondo, as we saw last night, as we played those clips, was describing pretty much a a secret uh, sect of people that uh, were kind of operating off the books with these massive black budget, you know, project type stuff. And were you know, maybe have been uh, responsible for the UFOs and things we see. And if that's the case, then, well, is it uh, too far out of the question right now uh, to, to suggest that maybe this Stargate stuff and this uh, the, the battle for the Iraqi Stargate back in the Iraq war was actually as they say. So 
that's what's on my mind tonight. Love to hear your thoughts on this. And again, all, all takes are welcome here. Only thing I ask is you don't you don't uh, curse on the radio. First two hours we are on the radio, the actual radio. So please don't do that. But uh, you're allowed to believe whatever you want to believe. This isn't about um, getting a, an echo chamber together. If you think it's BS, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm completely okay with that because it does seem pretty far-fetched. And far-fetched stuff to me is, um, well, uh, that's why we drink what we call the maybe juice. So let's, uh, let's have some maybe juice together and consider that if, if these Stargates are real, then what are the implications for not just now, the world we live on, but what about the galaxy? What about the universe? And, uh, well, it could probably explain quite a lot of things, couldn't it? So there you go. As we wind this down and get to our first break, that's what we're looking to do. We just have a conversation here. And what are your thoughts on these, this Stargate technology? Do you think the ancients at some point ever on this planet actually were able to access a Stargate one way or the other? So you tell me. If you want to be part of the conversation, love to hear your thoughts. And it goes a little like this. Let's press the buttons. There you go. So, Stargate technology. Factor fiction. Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702 702- Nine five seven one zero three seven, and if this stuff is real, what does it mean for breakaway civilizations, for star travel, for basically everything? I think the paradigm of our world completely changes if this one little far-fetched thing, albeit far-fetched, if this one thing is actually real. So that's what we're doing tonight. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More stargates, wormholes. And you, when we return. Be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. 
And we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And we're taking your phone calls tonight. As usual, if you want to be part of this conversation, I'll read you the phone number in just a moment. But what is the premise? We're talking about wormholes. New Science Today actually describes a wormhole as mathematically being stable. Well, that flies in the face of uh, many other predictions, including Einstein, the Einstein-Rosen bridge of those predictions. And so it got me thinking. It got me thinking about what are the implications if this could actually be true, including, well, uh, you know the drill, uh, sort of this whole idea of maybe a Stargate and uh, the Stargates, the portals, this type of thing. Uh, is there a system already in place? And uh, of course, if so, right, uh, just considering the implications, if this was a thing, uh, you got to expect that uh, this, this is the thing wars would be fought over, right? Like this is the type of thing that would change humanity forever. And of course, if that's, uh, that was allowed to happen. And so, so it doesn't, so here's, here's the part with me. All right. So this, this is my take on this as we, as we begin this conversation tonight is I think, okay, I, I think it's unlikely. All right. I do want there to be Stargates out there, but I think it's unlikely only because you would expect maybe a leak somewhere. I, I don't know. I guess this is the type of thing that maybe they would kill people to keep secret, right? Maybe that's possible. But I think the thing is this. If it did exist, I think there's no way in hell they'd tell us, right? I think, I think that's probably one of those things where uh, we can prob- probably most of us agree on that if they had this sort of technology... They wouldn't allow it to get out because if they did, it would sort of change everything, wouldn't it? And, uh, of course, we talked about that, the breakaway civilization last night and that free energy and uh, the zero-point energy and things like this. So uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, is there uh, a, an actual Stargate system in place? Do you think ancient civilizations possibly had this technology from, oh, I don't know, like the ancient astronaut theory through uh, Zachariah Sitchin and maybe the Anunnaki? Uh, maybe they left a Stargate here uh, in Iraq of all places. So because, well, that would be the Fertile Crescent right around that area. That would be right around exactly where they say human civilization actually began. So, well... You tell me. Love to hear your thoughts on this. If you want to be part of this discussion, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And uh, we'll, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. What are the implications? Do you think if there was this technology existed, they'd tell us about it? Any of the rest of this stuff? Looking to hear your ideas here. All right. Now, this is from listverse.com, written by our good friend Marcus Louth. He's been on the show uh, quite some time back. Uh, we should probably reach out to him and try and get him back on the show again at some point. But let's just look at this, right? Let's look at a couple things real fast. We got a phone call coming in. We'll take that in just a sec. But uh, there's uh, there's a list of 10 possible, uh, 10 ancient sites that might be stargates, portals, and wormholes. All right. So here we go. In 1966, uh, sorry, 1996, uh, this, this gate of the gods in Hayumarca, Peru, uh, 1996 was discovered by Jose Luis Delgado Mamani while he was trying to learn the layout of the area for a job he had recently taken as a tour guide. The Gate of the Gods at Hayu Marca in Peru is said by native tribes to once have acted as a gateway to the land of the gods. Mamani even claims that he had dreams of the doorway for years before he had accidentally found it. 
In his dream, Imani stated that the pathway leading to the doorway was made of pink marble, and he and had also witnessed a smaller door that was open with a brilliant blue light coming from what seemed like a shimmering tunnel. And uh, uh, so the doorway is actually two doorways, almost in a T-shape. The larger doorway measures seven meters wide and seven meters high, uh, while the smallest one stands, uh, the smaller one stands two meters high, about six and a half feet tall in the middle of the base. Legends state that the larger door is for the gods themselves. The smaller door is for mortals to pass through, and some heroic mortals did, becoming immortal themselves to live among the gods. Now, this is pretty wild here. One legend of a mortal passing through the doorway appears to lend a little credibility to Mamani's alleged dream. The story says that when Spanish explorers arrived in Peru in the 16th century, looting Inca riches as they went, an Incan priest named Amaru Maru fled his temple with a valuable golden disc, the key of the gods of the seven rays. Amaru Maru founded the doorway and saw it was guarded by shaman priests. He presented to them the golden discs, and following a ritual performed by the priests, the smaller doorway opened. Behind it was a tunnel that shone with a great blue light. Amaru Maru passed into the doorway, left the discs with the shaman priests, and vanished from earth to the land of the gods. And there you go. There's one. And there's, there's a lot of this. There's a lot of these stories out there that are, um, uh, I don't know about similar, but uh, at least in the same vein of uh, maybe these ancient uh, portals were a thing. These maybe stargates and maybe they're still out there. Because, I mean, let's be real. Let's, let's say you did find a stargate, regardless of what it looked like. If you didn't know how to turn it on, it wouldn't look like a stargate at all, would it? So I guess we'll do that. We'll call it that. And, uh, well, what, what do you think a stargate would look like? We'll add that to the conversation conversation tonight. So anyway, let's go to, uh, we got a couple, uh, I copy that James. I see there. Let's go to our good friend, Joe in Florida. Joe, what's up, my man? Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? That's your boss. Um, good topic. Um, maybe I'll throw a little curveball in here, but, uh, sure. Go right curious ahead. that this all came out. Um, I'm a big fan of Stargate, the original movie, the series. And, um, uh, you know how we say that they always let things leak out in Hollywood. So just like yesterday, basically, I think it's Amazon or Netflix. One of the uh, platforms is talking about doing another version of Stargate on Earth. But the twist is going to be that this time Stargate is public information to the general public. Ah, <laughs> okay. All right. I didn't see that. So it's uh, in the works, is it? It's in the works. It's been written. And uh, some of the headlines was on my Facebook feed. It's like Stargate's going to be not redone because it's going to have the original crew, but it's going to be like a new crew and whatever they're going to write, they're going to write, but it's supposed to be public information. Um if you watch the actual series, which is good, I mean, it traces mythology, Egyptian, that really Atlantis wasn't here, but in, in the pole, it was in the North Pole, South Pole, that there's an Atlantean outpost, but it's an outpost, basically, and there's another gate. Um, and it's also going to do with genetics. So certain people in this timeline, which now that we're talking about, it, I'm starting to think of things that I didn't think about. But you know how we talk about tracing genetics or tracing 
the lineage throughout time. In the series, only certain people that have the, they call it the gene, I forget if it's the Atlantean gene, but they call it the gene, All they figure out that certain people that have the gene can control like the chair and the drones and certain alien artifacts, certain people on Earth can pass down and they're able to control some of the objects. Um, as far as a wormhole or a black hole, yeah, I think it's totally possible. Have we traveled there yet? I don't know. I would think that um, regular astronauts, not regular astronauts, regular astronomers would hopefully have seen some kind of distortions in the general field of space that they're looking at. As far as I know, we, you know, one light year, we don't have an engine that could get us. If we, if we found a wormhole that was 20 light years away, as far as I know, we don't have rocket ship. It's, you know, we're going to reach that within a lifetime. You know, unless you had something totally different. Or the other thing that I always comes to mind is, how do they know this? Well, maybe the math bears out that these things are stable. But maybe they've proven it with the Hadron Collider. Maybe they've done something at the Hadron Collider that we just don't know about. And they've been able to stabilize a mini wormhole, like you mentioned earlier. Ah, so so there's there's one answer to that question then. So so what would a wormhole, a portal of such, actually look like? A Stargate? Well, it might be CERN. <laughs> there's there's one idea, absolutely, and I, I think that's part of what they're trying to do there, right? I mean, they're they're trying to kind of crack into whatever you know, kind of break space time, right? To sort of yeah, be able to. Well, here's the thing: all of us here listening. I think we all have the ability to play chess to some extent. And when I say that, I say that we're all here questioning things and we're able to take pieces from this little story and pieces from this little story. So when you say that, what immediately comes to mind for me is nuclear fission reactors. They're finally able to be able to start to generate a magnetic field or a laser field that would be strong enough to contain a fusion reaction, not a fission reaction, okay, which is basically the stuff of Star Trek, when the reactor core melts because they can't make containment. So we're starting to be able to make containment. So I'm not a scientist, and this is just, you know, conjecture, I guess, but who knows if we're not able to use, or they're not using that technology to stabilize something at the hadron pops open. You know, anything that they collide, any particle that they collide, it lasts for, you know, milliseconds. They can measure it, but it only lasts for a very tiny amount of time. But maybe they could take technology that we're supposed to use for fusion reactions, magnetic containment or laser containment, and maybe they're able to stabilize and open something. And like Derek the Night Stalker so fond of saying, and I'll laugh one day if it ever happens, maybe the old ones are on the other side. I don't know. 
<laughs> okay, so there, there's there's the other question, right? So assuming there is a Stargate out there, even if it is CERN or if it's uh, like we're, like we described here, the Gate of the Gods in Ohio, Marca, Peru, uh, is is there what what would be on the other side? I think that's the craziest part. So in this legend, I'm pretty sure you heard that while you were waiting on the phone. There uh, is that uh, one of these priests actually was able to use the key, uh, conduct some sort of ritual, and the man-sized door, not the god-sized door, but the man-sized door actually turned into a portal and he walked in and never came back. So uh, did he, is he? I heard that story. Yeah, is he eating dinner with the old ones right now? That's a hell of a question, isn't it? <laughs> or, or they're eating him for dinner. They might be eating him for dinner. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. They might be eating him for dinner. I mean, uh, you know, is it, I, I, I wish it would be the most practical way to make it stabilize the and we can go. But, you know, when I think about being 10 or 20 years behind technology, I think Stargate finished like in 2009 or 2010. And here we are, you know, 10 or 11 years later, and they're talking about, you know, writing something that um, is going to say that this is public. You know, it just makes you go, hmm. And the other thing is, is if, we have an advent for a supercomputer. Who knows if that computer or uh, quantum computing, who knows if when we reach that point, that machine's not going to be able to take all the mathematics that we've done, correct any little errors or mistakes, and then actually maybe give us the possibility of how to get there. Yeah, or you can take a, so, you know? so, so in terms of, yeah, I, I dig that idea. How about this to just layer one more, uh, take a swig and maybe juice and add this on top is what if these, these D wave quantum computers are actually able to crack into the matrix that we're living in. Let's say that uh, back to that uh, that old theory of uh, we, we live in a simulation, that if you, cr- if you crack into the code itself, then you're able to create uh, wormholes or portals that way, sort of through like a, a, a digital domain. What about that one, eh? You know, that is, maybe that's what they're waiting for. Maybe, you know, we talked about this before. I've always thought that the speed of light is that barrier because even though we could see things, if we travel beyond the speed of light, the simulation may not be able to run the program that fast. So what happens if we jump the program? What happens if, and it's, it's a great thing, right? I mean, what happens if we jumped, but we didn't jump to someplace else in our space? What happens if we just jump to another reality because we're the only program running? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And that's, uh, is, is it, so is that, is that the portal to the gateway to the gods <laughs> as it were? <laughs> ooh, ooh. You know, we go to, we, we, we slip into not another planet or something. We just slip into like earth too. Like we're watching the metaverse or whatever you want to call it, you know, but we slip into, and then, and then what happens? Do we, does the game shut off? Did we get to the end of the game? Cause you're, you're talking about breaking the game. When right. you say that, exactly, you know, and that's what you're saying. And, you know, and then the other thought occurs, I should have written it down, but what happens if we're being watched? I think we talked about it yesterday. What happens if we have been created to be watched to see if 
we could solve a problem that they can't work out. Whoever they is, you know, assuming that we were created. I like it. You know, um, that gets into a whole other bunch of things that I was thinking about, like, you know, with, with aliens and why almost every species on this planet has to mate to keep going, to have that drive. You know, that's a whole other question, but a Stargate? Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they might be able to take lasers. I mean, I, I remember reading something about a, a defense system. I think it was, I know the Israelis just had something recently, but they were talking about if they were able to focus enough lasers on a certain area, you know, you'd be able to affect the air in that area, maybe knock down a missile. But what happens if you're able to focus enough lasers in an area of space? Then you were able to just literally tear, tear it open. Just rip it open. <laughs> the the old fashioned way. <laughs> just, just to, well, yeah. you know, and then how would you and, and then how would you get it to open? What do what do we what do we have that's the power of the sun? The density of the sun, the gravity, you know, what happens if we drop a small nuke or we opened up something that way we were able to stabilize it? That was the way we had to get our first wormhole. Because to me, based with Einstein, you know, mass mass changes space, mass curves space and time. So how will we be able to do that in one big shot? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Or like the scientists may be saying, we find a wormhole or a black hole that's out there, and maybe we can construct a gate, like a Dyson sphere around the sun, and maybe we construct a gate, and that gate has enough magnetism or something to stabilize and then maybe we can go through. Well, so, in any case, in any case, Joe, when you figure it out, please, I'd like to be the first to know. <laughs> I know. Let me, I'll let you guys go. Uh, I just figured I'd start it out because I'm getting sleepy. I was going to try to stay up for the eclipse, but it's cloudy here, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. It's Thursday. Everybody have a good weekend. Thanks for putting up with me. And uh, I'm interested to hear what everybody else is saying. So. Thank you. You're the best. Thanks, Joe. Joe in Florida, have a fantastic night and a great weekend, brother. There you go. Phone line works. Thank you, Joe, for calling and getting us started off tonight. Uh, We're talking about portals. We're talking about Stargate technology. So a new paper came out today, and this is why we're talking about this, describing that actual, uh, well, the... the, wormholes can actually be stable. There's a different way to look at it mathematically that really uh, kind of uh, paints the picture of, okay, so if if this is true, and what does that mean about Stargate technology throughout basically the entire universe? And there are some stories that uh, describe uh, Stargates, you know, happening in ancient times here on Earth. So basically, uh, I want to know what you think about this. Is this too far out there? Is this too much maybe juice, Mike? Mike, back off the maybe juice. That's okay. If that's if that's the case, no sweat. Because, well, that's what we do. Try and push that push the envelope a little bit with some of the ideas, some of the conversations. And if it's BS and hogwash, so be it, right? We'll call it that and move on. It's no big deal. But uh, so that's what's happening here. And uh, we will, let's see. Okay. All right. Yeah. So James, James, hang tight. We got a phone call right behind here that we're going to take that. And then we'll do you right at the top of the hour. Uh, so let's do this. We're taking your phone calls at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to James in Washington State. What's up, my brother? How are you tonight? Hey, man. How are you? 
Oh, doing pretty good. Uh, what do you think about this, uh, the Stargate stuff? Do you think this is a bunch of BS or do you think there might be something to this? Now, there's got to be something to it one way or the other, whether it's with CERN or the D-Waves, whether they're combined. Yeah, there's got to be something to it. But uh, I wanted to ask you if you've seen the telescope footage from John Leonard Walson. He's on YouTube. He builds his own telescopes, and he's he's got great footage of the moon and great footage of these plasma ships that are, like, flying through space. I don't think so. It doesn't ring a bell. But uh, if I saw it, I, I, I it might be one of those things that I, I would recognize. Is it... Is it from a long time ago, like a couple, three, four years, or is this brand new stuff? No, he's been filming them for 10 years. I looked on his channel. It goes back quite a ways. Okay. So it could be, uh, maybe I have seen this stuff. But anyway, so so describe what he's seen. So he builds his own telescopes. What What's he seeing out there? So as far as the ships go, they look like, they almost look like, something from uh transformers like one like a, a giant mech ship that looks like like a three-horned demon with a giant staff yeah i kid you not it, it's crazy you can look at can you pull it up on your can you pull that channel up because like he's got tons of videos of these things yeah uh if you're gonna hang out with us remind me in the third hour it's better for video it's a uh, video is not good for radio so the we'll uh, uh remind me later we'll definitely pull it yeah, up. yeah yeah right right Okay. Okay. Well, for the for the for the listeners out there that want to look on YouTube and look at these, he's he's his name is John Leonard Walson with an S, Walson, not Walton, and he uh, he's yeah he builds his own telescopes and he's been filming these like and he gets way better footage of the moon than NASA does. It's just it's ridiculous. It's so awesome, and uh, I don't think very many people know about it. So. It, it's got to, this is stuff that needs to get out there and be seen by people because this, he's calling it, he, he's calling it the Trump space force. He's saying, cause when Trump was talking about the space force, that's what he put that video up, uh, of a recent one. And there's all kinds of other ships. There's one that looks like something that would be out of like star Trek. Uh, and, and they, they almost look like they're made out of plasma and not, not even like, it's it's hard to explain. You you would have to see it because they're all they're all they're all glowing and fluorescent almost, and there's just a lot of intense stuff going on. But he's got great footage of it, real close up, and it just blows my mind. And he's got other footage of like UFOs around the moon and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just when you guys were talking about this, I was like, that's got to be it. Ah, uh, they're be. using these ships. Go ahead, go ahead. You know what I mean? To, to, be tra- to be traveling through Stargates or something and doing just stuff that's way beyond anything they're telling us. 20 years, 50 years ahead, yeah, they got to be at least. And gotcha. we, got, we got footage of it. We got proof. Okay, I will check out that YouTube channel. Can you do me a favor if uh, you're able to drop that link in the chat so I can pull it up and uh, talk about that later? I can't do it on my phone. I, that's all I got is the phone. Okay, that's cool. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. I but appreciate somebody it. Somebody can. Somebody can. All right, perfect. Uh, we got to go, man. We're out of time. Thank you for the phone call, James. James in Washington. Uh, always great stuff. Have a fantastic night, hey, brother. Thank Thanks you. for listening. All right, so what we're doing tonight is we're talking about these Stargates. 
Is there something to this? Do you think it's a bunch of BS? What's going on in the world we live in? Is it as upside down as it looks and seems? Well, you tell me. If you want to be part of the conversation tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We've got James on a deck when we come back from the break of Salcedo Paranormal, so uh, don't go anywhere. More Troubled Minds, Stargates, Portals, and you when we return. Be right back. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. Somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you in earnest. Into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. And hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. All right, this is the show where we get together four nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. And what do we do? That's right, we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what they are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal. 
the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. And of course, as always, we're taking your phone calls as we stream on DLive, Rockfin, YouTube, and Twitter. And we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM if you want to be part of the show tonight. We are discussing Stargates. Rumors persist of the Iraq war being fought over a Stargate. And not only that, well, to couple the crazy idea there as we begin, uh, a new paper came out today describing wormholes as possibly being stable. All right, well, put two and two together and suddenly the idea of a Stargate doesn't seem so ridiculous, does it? And that's what we're talking about tonight. So you go back to not just the Iraq War in in recent times. Uh, there's been rumors of Stargates uh, the world over in ancient times, and so that's really what's going on tonight. How likely do you think this is? And uh, do you have any ideas regarding well uh, where these Stargates may or may not be? There are uh, stories. We'll get to some of these and read some of these as we go tonight. Uh, we talked about one in Peru, and uh, well, uh, we're going to talk about the Iraqi Stargate, of course, uh, supposedly brought in by the Anunnaki and left there in the Fertile Crescent of Iraq. And so they say that uh, there was not one war, but two wars fought over this Stargate. So we'll get to that idea a little bit as we go tonight. But that, the, the whole premise is this. How crazy do you think this is? That's that's the nutty part, right? How crazy? Too much too much maybe juice on this one? That's okay if it is. But just consider, again, suspend your disbelief and consider what if this is true, and then uh, think about what the implications may be. So if you want to be part of this conversation, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to uh, our good friend, James. Uh, James Salcedo. James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? I'm okay. Glad to be here. Right on. Glad to have you. Uh, we're talking about more maybe juice stuff and, uh, uh, you know, Stargate SG-1 and this whole, uh, you know, maybe the Stargate and the Iraq war and the rest of the stuff and ancient Stargates. What is your thought on this? Do you think this is way too far out there or do you think there may be some basis in reality here? It all comes down to energy and energy manipulation, I think, in, a, in one way or another. And so I think it's possible. Um, I also agree that if if we're hearing about it now, then it's probably something I already pretty much figured out, whether it's being used or not. I don't know. It just seems like, as we always say, technology is 20, 30, 40 years ahead of what they say it is. And so it just makes me think that it must there must be something to this. Uh, for them to even be mentioning it, mentioning it, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and then the scientific paper that comes out where they're describing how possibly instead using like a different mathematical model, uh, these these wormholes can be stable. And that's the craziest part here. That's the thing that made me go, okay, I guess we got to talk about uh, Stargates tonight because if if we're talking mathematically now with what we know, and as you just described, DARPA is going to be years ahead of us anyway. But what about, like we talked about last night, like a breakaway civilization? And like Derek said, the Night Stalker uh, last night, I know this is a quote from somebody else, but he said that uh, think of it in terms of more Stargate and less Star Trek. And so if that's the case here with maybe a breakaway civilization in these Stargates, I don't know, man. It seems that uh, this is this is pretty nuts, isn't it? This uh, just the implication would be pretty damn big. Well, what I wonder, and I've been wondering lately about this, with with any kind of portals and all that, 
what how what would that what could that possibly do to a person's uh, body and mind? How would that affect them when they're in the portal and or when they get through the portal? Yeah. And what if that's that that's kind of ties back to last night's show? What if these civilizations are advanced, but it's more because they've gone through some kind of portals and it either changed them at the time or if these portals led to other dimensions or other times and that could have changed them i just feel like we have there's not been a lot of talk any uh, as far as i've seen anyway about what these portals any kind of portals could do to people yeah interesting take there because uh if you if you think in terms of star trek right so the transporter room kind of would be a portable portal wouldn't it uh, but what happens in 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 you know in in that fiction in this in this Star Trek universe is the person that stands on the the little pad they get vaporized and then rebuilt somewhere else on a molecular level. So it, it is an interesting thing to consider that maybe if you step into a Stargate of such or this type of portal that we're talking about this uh, Einstein Rosen bridge this sort of thing that well maybe it does that to you maybe it reassembles you on the other end on some sort of atomic level like that that's that's pretty wild man i love the idea and as uh, also just going back to star trek think of all the times the 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 transporters have uh either been affected or malfunctioned and caused some uh some actual physical changes in the people using them yeah, and again, a pretty pretty nice plot device, right? Some some sort of a, a malfunction in the in the transporter room, and uh, Captain Kirk just disappeared. What are we gonna do, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's meaning uh, all kinds of things, right? Meaning, so what happens when you get vaporized, but not some technical thing can't build you right back immediately? Uh, where do you go? There's, there's a lot here, right? A lot to think about, a lot to consider. Uh, what do you think about the ancient uh, the the that idea of the ancient Ancients being able to use stargates as some sort of maybe ritual opening uh, with some sort of maybe device key, that sort of thing. Like we talked about this one, the Gate of the Gods in Haya Marca, Peru. Uh, you think that you think there's something to that or you think that's just a step too far here? Uh, I always have a hard time thinking anything is a step too far, but maybe that's just me. But um, I, I almost wonder, too, and that's because it's kind of along the same idea. But the, that that um, story you mentioned in Peru, they even say in that story that people that would pass through these portals would become as or be, would become basically gods in one way or another, or you know their gods or whatever. I forget what it was exactly, but if you think about that, if you go take that further and further back, maybe that's where some of the ancient um, stories and the ancient. Uh, figures in mythology and other places maybe that's where they come from maybe that's how they became what they were yeah like uh like you would expect like in, let's say go go to uh ancient greece right or, and uh roman uh they they called it mount olympus right 
And so it, it wasn't a physical place that you could just walk, climb up the mountain. It was sort of in another realm. And if that was the case, right, uh, where do the gods live, just like you described, well, maybe uh, maybe this is exactly what we're talking about. There is a portal to where the gods reside, and it has nothing to do with this dimension at all. Maybe Mount Olympus and some of these other places, uh, Valhalla or what have you, are uh, maybe through these portals maybe these gateways uh, are built into this world for for maybe the deities of old man uh, yeah i dig it i dig the idea pretty wild stuff huh very interesting um and i like how it ties into yesterday i was even thinking of calling yesterday about that just the whole idea of what um you know portals of some kind could do to could do to you know the body and everything and and I, I just, I never got around to it, and there were so many other great calls. And, but then today, it kind of worked out better, in a way, because this came up. <laughs> right. So. Isn't it strange? <laughs> how it just pops up in the news feed. I'm like, wow, wormholes are stable now. This is sweet. <laughs> Let's do this tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, there you yeah. go. Uh, kept that one in your back pocket. Came in super handy tonight. Uh, so, so what else you got? Any other ideas on this stuff here? Like I said, nothing's too, too, a uh, step too far as you described because, well, you got that kind of open mind. But uh, anything else here regarding, uh, portals, stargates, or any of the rest of that? How about, do you think there's one here on Earth, like like a, like a the mo- like the show SG-1? You think maybe the governments of the world are hiding one or more of them here on Earth right now? I think if there's one, there have to be multiple on Earth. I, have, I, feel, I feel like if there was just one, then there would be civilizations, whether in the past or present, just totally gathering around it and just using it It'd be, it, it it would be, there'd be constant activity, whether it be wars or development of the area around it, or I think, I, I feel like there has to be more than one, just for that reason alone. Um, so, yeah, I think it's possible. I, I, th- I mean, there are places that are supposedly portals that have, like you said, either indentations and in rocks that are shaped like doors. Or, you know, all kinds of things like that all over the world. There are all kinds of portals that don't look like necessarily like uh, you might think in a literal sense, but maybe they, they are in one way or another a portal somewhere. Exactly. So, so we'll, uh, we'll we got more of those we'll talk about tonight. But uh, uh, maybe uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some maybe juice with you and say yeah, yeah maybe maybe right uh, again. And like I said when we started, how would you even know what a a portal like this looked like if you didn't know how to turn it on it would kind of look almost like many other things wouldn't it like uh the like you said like a, a, a maybe a sort of a door cut into a wall that goes nowhere because well you can't turn it on so there's no no gate itself so interesting interesting thoughts here yeah or caves again going back to caves again or i mean just under underwater you know places that look like they're doorways but they're underwater who knows all kinds of areas yeah who knows who knows all right great stuff as always james uh so james here of uh salcedo paranormal he's got a podcast where he talks about the paranormal five days a week go check him out uh, you can find him at salcedo paranormal.podbean.com or link is in the description james you're the best thank you so much for spending your time with us thanks for calling in tonight my man Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thank you very much. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a safe flat fellow. Nah, 
Nah. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's uh, keep on trucking here. We're talking about uh, uh, stargates, portals, wormholes, and again, so a, a paper came out today where they describe uh, maybe being able to keep a a portal open, right? It keep it keeping this wormhole stable using a different mathematical model than Einstein suggested. And so, what do you think? If you want to be part of the show tonight, do you think this is a real thing? Do you think there's stargates on Earth? Do you think there's stargates from ancient times? What does all this mean? Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. That's seven zero two. Nine five seven one zero three seven. Let's go to Jennifer in Missouri. Jennifer, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Doing very well. Uh, what do you think about Stargates? Yeah, so we've talked about this before, you know, but not quite like this. Not with uh, not throwing in the wormhole aspect, which I don't know why, but like that never suddenly putting that on it kind of changes the whole game on it and it makes you think of so many things and I was thinking that you know okay so if you think about um, our experience of existence kind of like what James was just saying what if we are so I'm going to go all the way with this and say that there are wormholes everywhere for example as we're existing here, like each of us individually, what if our experience of even birth and death is a form of a wormhole? What if, too, you know, our own consciousness and everything that we experience, what if we're actually not moving anywhere through space? What if we're kind of just hanging in space and all the things we experience and everywhere, we're not actually going anywhere. Like, we're actually not doing anything. But the experiences and all of that are coming at us. And we experience it almost like a wormhole type of thing. Um, like, even if you think about, well, they talked about how um, atoms, are, which, you know, matter, all material and matter, in the universe are like 99.9% empty space, that means that 0.01% is what we, is like the reality of what we're kind of experiencing. So it's this very tiny minutia, like this very tiny minute thing going on where, where it seems like it, where it's not empty space. And perhaps the, all that other space, so that means the human body too is 99.9% empty space. So what if in that, that is where Einstein's unified theory comes in, and perhaps that's where space and time and all the forces of nature, or, you know, natural laws are interacting, and we're being pulled, like, we're pulling through, um, perhaps we are, like, and maybe, maybe with these locations, if consciousness is where this wormhole effect is occurring where reality is coming through us in a way or as we're experiencing it through sentience, you know, through being sentient, we experience a sense of existing. And what if these places that have been described as being stargates and portals due to the focus of consciousness of a lot of mankind people going there and um, focusing on it, these sacred sites for thousands of years and these sacred monuments and everything, what if they are stargates and wormholes and portals 
because of the focus of the human consciousness, the sentient consciousness on it, and it creates a type of portal. And on the other side of that, it's like a, there's a, you can either by conscious um, observation or lack of it, experience it. And that's where you have a lot of these mystic, mystical experiences people describe. And perhaps all of the things people describe are actually an effect of a sort of wormhole in itself. And what if death is like almost like a black hole of sorts, which can, in some cases, I suppose, doesn't that create a worm? Well, perhaps creates a wormhole. And that's also, you know, like a, one of the instances where you would be moving through another black hole to another dimension. But of course, you'd be going with your consciousness. But I don't know. You can go. This is something you could go if we want to believe that there are wormholes. And I do. Then I think that, you know, why not? Why not go all the way with it and just say that all of existence and experience of reality is through the uh, the, phys- the the quantum physics of wormhole and unified theory, and it's actually the complete like that's the experience of existence and reality, and we're observe we can't tell because we're sentient and separate from it, just observing it. But if we're, because there's nothing, to, you can't tell anything if you don't have all your senses, you know, by design. So if we're just like hovering, like holographic, uh, the holographic hologram idea, but if we're just like hovering in the space and stuff and all, everything's cut, you see what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so maybe juice. So but maybe what, juice. But yeah. what if we are just, what if we are all wormholes? <laughs> like not just wormholes, but like several of them are experiencing it through our senses what if like the sense of touch is a type of wormhole what if what if that explains like what if it kind of exp- i mean einstein was rolling with it we might as well yeah definitely and, and so so notably the thing you're talking about that that resonates with me is don't forget the cia had their remote viewing program and they called it stargate yes. project so almost like you're describing right. here, so so the stargates themselves may not be physical things whatsoever. It's built into our brains somehow. It's built into our consciousness, existence, reality. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Interesting that uh, I always maybe, thought that was a curious, uh, a curious uh, uh, parallel there. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, just maybe um, you know electrons. Um, maybe if you have um, what is it? Uh, something like, I can't remember what it's called, a massless particle. If you have that, and what that has to do, it's something to do with electromagnetic um, entanglement and stuff like that, but maybe something to do with um, if the brain is, never mind. <laughs> what I was going to say, you know, like with the electrons and everything, maybe, yeah, entanglement, I don't know, get into that the Higgs, the Higgs field, heavy. the Higgs, the Higgs boson. But yeah, boson. you never know. So the Higgs boson, I think, is what you're talking about. When it when it crosses through what they call the Higgs field, the massless thing gains mass and becomes matter. So it's energy first, and it yes, crosses through and becomes it. matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty sure that's what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That's pretty wild. Okay, so, well, that's so that would be your yeah, you, that would be you, your Stargate you could, then, right? Maybe. Yes. Yes, and if if everyone, I mean, we don't we. When you're talking about these kind of topics, we just kind of, we're so in the mundane because we're 
sentient and we're just taking it all in. And that's just kind of what we're designed to do. But when people talk about this, uh, these states of existence and what, what is the nature of reality? And if you tie in wormhole and the Stargate thing and what they kind of are and how it's one, you know, a wormhole passage, what if, because we are moving through eternity and infinity, you know, because we're a part of this and we're experiencing it. But if that, that's a type of, there's a, that's a wormhole in essence, I kind of think. And um, so maybe something like that could be going on. It's a very interesting, it's fun to think about for sure. Absolutely. And because we'll never know, but I don't know about yeah. never. You think never? I don't know. They're getting close. They're getting <laughs> close to trying to, you know, and if these, pla- if these locations, <clears throat> if these locations have been kind of, if they have created a type of portal, it's because of the focus of consciousness of human beings or other beings. Like maybe even minds could create a wormhole be- to, between each other even, which might be what mind reading, you know, that could even be tied into that, explain that. And you could even have communication with another entity in another dimension if the mind could also create, um, well, if there's worms, if the whole experience is being experienced through a sort of the events flowing through you rather than you going through it, you know? Right. So in the reverse, in the reverse. I love it. I love it. Fantastic stuff as always, Jen. We're out of time. Uh, You're the best. Always blowing up brains here. Uh, Appreciate your takes. Everybody, Jennifer has a YouTube channel. Please scroll down, link in the description. Give Jennifer a follow. Jennifer, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. You are amazing as always. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Have a great night. Thanks a lot, you too. There you go. Scroll down, give Jennifer some love. Uh, James Salcedo as well. And of course, everybody else. uh, Links in the description. Come say hi. Come meet all these fine folks and uh, check out their YouTube channels. All right, so we're talking about, well, yeah, Stargates. What does it mean? Is this real, or is it a step too far, Michael Strange? Back off the edge. Looking for your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. More after the break. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And tonight, we're talking about Stargates, because a new scientific paper came out just today describing a new mathematical model that could actually make a wormhole stable. All right. Well, what does that mean? I think it means a lot. The implications here are pretty fantastic and gigantic. And I thought, well, uh, what better time to do a show on Stargates? And so that's what's on my mind tonight. Do you think this is a step too far? A little too much maybe juice? Or do you think this is worth thinking about and worth talking about? Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, let's go. Let's uh, go to our good friend, Daryl. Daryl in New York. Daryl, are you there? Test one, two. Do you copy? Test, test. Daryl, are you there? I'm here. Welcome to the show. How are you, Daryl? How are you feeling tonight? 
Oh, good. Thank you for asking. I'm feeling a little better. Every day it gets a little better, you know? Right on. Right on. Every day I mean, a little better. Glad I wish I had it. some alien. I wish I had some aliens that would come and give me some kind of rapid healing uh, technology. But you know, not my not my uh, time, I guess. Yeah, uh, hang in there. You know? Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> hang in there. You never know. You never know. You never know. Concentrate. You never I want to summon some of those. There you go. But anyway, I was um, on one of these shows. I was listening to one of these shows that had a a portal, you know, wormhole kind of expert talking about them and i had posed a question are portals portable and they said absolutely they're portable they can be relocated they could be moved etc and they were also discussing like i don't know if you've ever heard anyone talk about you know somebody got you know in the morning uh, presses a portal like an elevator and they go to work on like the dark side of the moon and they come back at night and they're back at home and it's just like getting into an elevator the technology is that simple well I don't know how simple it is, but it feels like you're getting into an elevator. Or they go to Mars, you know, for, for their job. And they've been working on Mars for 20 years. But they get home and nobody misses them, you know? Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yeah, like the, that whole, uh, uh, maybe maybe time travel's built into portals, right? Like that that sort of thing? Like you, you kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've heard the theory. Uh, I, I'm not sure I heard the exact show you're talking about where they described that stuff. And so, uh, so meaning, I mean, if they're if they are portable, though, so what does that mean? Does that mean that like Jennifer was describing, like it's it, it's built into us somehow, or is it something else, like an actual device? I think I'm not sure how I feel about it because I've seen two of them literally manifest in front of my eyes. Once was live, and once was on a video I had left running. In my own apartment, um, facing this entertainment center that I always saw activity in. And I saw really vivid things inside that entertainment center. I'm not sure if it was the mold that was creating shapes or the Morgellons fibers that were creating some intelligence. There was something intelligent in my entertainment center. I, I wound up throwing it away. It scared me so much. But I decided to leave my camera on it. I might have mentioned this once on one of your shows. And literally, this, like, portal opened up inside the entertainment center. And it looked like a toaster oven size. And it opened up into a way station that had, like, miniature people coming in and out of it. Uh, you know, like they were arriving or departing. It looked like a terminal at an airport. And literally, it just appeared... And then it disappeared, and it took everything with it. And this was videotaped in my entertainment center while I was gone for an hour. Now, the other time I saw something was while I was watching Times Square live, like an, during, during, watching an Earth camera, you know, that is always broadcasting, like, live webcams of, you know, sites across Manhattan. And I literally saw this bridge created between 7th Avenue between um, like 42nd Street let's say and well it's between 7th Avenue and like the equivalent of Broadway but it's really 7th Avenue and this bridge just appeared and as soon as that bridge appeared there was a line of people waiting to cross that land bridge you know what I'm talking about it was like maybe on the 7th floor of um, the buildings that, that just meant, just suddenly created itself. And there was literally a line of people waiting to get onto that 
bridge to get somewhere. I don't know where it was leading to, but it was obviously going somewhere else. I'm not sure where, but I just watched this before my eyes, and literally it also disappeared as soon as it disappeared. Now, I'm sure you're all thinking she must be on something, and um, I don't believe I was. And even if I was, I'd still stick to that story. But I'm pretty sure I was stone sober. Both times, both times. Uh, you know, I, I, take, I was taking all these visions very seriously and wouldn't really be able to talk about it if I haven't made some sort of video, uh, you know, documentary of them. And I have thousands of these videos. I just have to find them. But I have so much evidence that what I'm saying is the truth. So take it for what you will. I'm not making it up. <laughs> but, um, I can't explain it. Uh, so, so what's the theory? Interesting, the first one there where you were able to kind of see, uh, like there was a kind of a, I don't know, like a, like an interstellar airport or something, like the, maybe they did use these sorts of things, people traveling, coming and going, where they, like they were using these portals to get places, right? That's pretty wild. That, Absolutely. That, it was like, it was like a, it was like a terminal. It was like a, a like a bus terminal or a, a, an airport terminal and they were coming and going like through customs or whatever. It was very bustling, but they were all miniature. And the things I saw in that entertainment center, I had, all I put was a, a bowl of damprid. Damprid is something that collects mold and mildew out of the air, you know, and the, the mold will collect. But the mold is never going to die. You know, it's very hard to kill mold. And mold has such very fascinating um, aspects to it. Mold can, like, morph and shapeshift. If you ever can watch mold in any kind of circumstances, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And if you add a little intelligence to it, which I'm sure anyone can, because they found intelligence in the, you know what, in the Maxine rhymes with. I mean, oh. they, they have things that, you know, they, they found things that are like totally synthetic, that can morph and that can self-replicate. It's crazy the stuff that they can make synthetically that can mimic mold, or they use mold to make other things that can, you know, grow. I mean, it's unbelievable what you could do with a little science and a little nat nature. Or, you know, God only knows what mold is. Who needs mold? I'm not sure, but they, mold can survive even in outer space. So, you know, what mold can do with a little intelligence is kind of shocking. And I think Morgellons kind of proved that. Anybody that suffers through Morgellons probably had some very supernatural type of experiences like I've had or paranormal, you know, that are probably not that paranormal, that are probably scientifically explained, you know, through science, I would think. Yeah, that's pretty and wild. I've, I've, uh, Matt, it's crazy. It, it, yeah, it, it's amazing for sure. Matt, Matt in the in the chat, he, this is too good. I have to tell you this. He says the Grand Central Wormhole. <laughs> I love the. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, that's that's wild. So and I know you've described some other things you've seen to uh, seen uh, seen uh, you know uh, some of the other experiences you've had. You've described to us over over the you know the months that you've been calling into the show. Uh, so so what is your theory about the wormhole thing? Do you think this technology actually exists? And if so, is oh. it like uh, is it like like Jennifer maybe described it, we are the wormholes, and uh, like the, it, it's the opposite. Or do you think it's something else? Do you think there's maybe a technology, like sort of in the idea of the Grand Central Wormhole, where it is a, like a, like the bustling terminal of people just maybe traveling through this wormhole sort of hub? 
I wonder, you know, I think the way I saw it was so independent of myself. Um, I didn't have anything to do with it. I think um, maybe the people that are involved in it have something to do with it, or it's a collective consciousness that can create it, which is possible. You know, I think the collective consciousness can do a lot. You know what Margaret Mead said, but we won't go there, right? <laughs> we'll save that for later. We'll say we can't pull it out too often. It makes us sound crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but okay. You know, so I think it's possible that you know it's a little combination of uh, the willingness of of a, quite a few people to create something. It might take a, you know a massive amount of people to create one, or it might not take. It might be something so mathematical and simple. You know, if they you just said they made up a mathematical. Uh, program i mean i think everything is is sacred geometry when it comes down to it in this universe and uh just manipulating it and understanding physics a great understanding of physics can uh, you know really accomplish amazing things you know the the fellow that made that coral castle in uh florida you know that could move mountains with his by himself when nobody's looking uh, you know, he knew physics so well, he just never shared it with anybody. But he understood physics, so why can't we all get that kind of knowledge? You know, why is it limited to very few people? I don't know, you know, some people are blessed with some knowledge that can, you know, apply it. But how come most of us can't, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, pretty, pretty wild stuff there. Uh, think of it this way: like, uh, like if the, if it was some sort of terminal, like some sort of hub, where they were like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm transfixed on this idea now. Because think of it this way: they would have to be able to have some device, very much like Stargate SG One. I don't know if you've seen that series, but they have like a right. device where they dial in particular coordinates, right? And they are mm-hmm. like sacred geometry or symbols or glyphs, right? And they type these awesome. things in, and at the certain sequence. Uh, if you do, it takes you to a particular point. So I wonder if if that situation that you you witnessed, maybe you got a butt dial and they they dialed the wrong place and they were like, oh oh oh, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like the, the cosmic butt dial. <laughs> oh no, wrong station. Sorry, don't oh, get off. Don't get off. Don't, don't get off. Don't, Nobody off. Exactly. Don't get off. Yeah. Right. Oh no. Oh dear. Next stop is Willoughby. Next stop is Willoughby. Right. You know, that Twilight Zone, right? Exactly. And it gets off in paradise. Yep. Um, yep. But you know what I was thinking? The difference between like a wormhole or a portal or teleporting. And I think I would go more along the lines of a wormhole or a portal over the teleportation of, you know, you being restructured molecularly. Um, I find that hard to hard to fathom that you could... You know, somehow be transported molecularly, atom by atom, to somewhere else without like losing something in the trans transition. Yeah, you know, thought- without fear of losing. You know what I'm saying? Like a teleportation device where they would beam you up, let's say, rather than tele, rather than going through a wormhole, which would be some sort of an elevator mechanism or um, some kind of shortcut. Right. So bending space, a bending of space somehow makes more sense to me 
and then, bending your own molecular structure. Gotcha. I'm with you. you I, I, I'm not going to be the first to volunteer to get vaporized. Even if they promise me I'll yeah. come back just fine, I'll be like, nah, that's cool. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah. You first. Yeah. You, first. You, don't know what, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. Like you and the fly, you know, you and Jeff Goldblum. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right, uh, Daryl, I got uh, I got to tell this quick story about the Iraqi Stargate before uh, before we finish the show up. So, uh, what else? Uh, final thought here. Appreciate you calling. I'm glad you're feeling better day by day. Uh, what do you think? I just love this so Stable. All right. Well, what does that mean? I think it means a lot. The implications oh. here are pretty. Damn, I sound Sorry good. Damn, I sound good. No, I just uh, keep it up. I just love the subject. I think it's a great topic, and I think everybody's called in such um, very interesting um, ideas. I just love this. Uh, I just love it here. That's all. I love the great minds that are calling in, and uh, I love you. And Appreciate thank you again, everybody, Appreciate for it. all your good wishes. Glad, glad you're feeling better. Uh, take it day by day. Get your rest. Take care of yourself, because uh, remember the rule. You gotta, if, you, if you're to take care of other people, you've got to take care of yourself. All right. That's uh, right. That's there you go. Right. Thanks, Daryl. Have a fantastic night. Thank you so much for calling. You're welcome to stay right there. Just please mute your mic and you can listen from right there. Got it. You right. got it. All Thank right. you. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. So uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're still taking your phone calls. Thank you again. That's Daryl in New York. Uh, and uh, as always, right, amazing calls from everybody. And so, so what's happening here? What is going on with the world we live in? And is this Stargate stuff real? These uh, these wormholes, these portals, whatever the heck it actually is. Do you think this is this is fake? Do you think this is you know, maybe a figment of the imagination. Do you think that maybe all these other things could or could not be? And that's what we're here to do, to kind of try, try and open our mind up and consider all the possibilities. And so let's go to this story, right? We're, we're still taking your phone calls, by the way, at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. But let's, let's check this one out. This story goes a little something like this, all right? This is the one that kind of got me thinking in terms of w- what this is right now. Uh, Joseph, I see you're trying to call, but you've like dropped like 10 calls now. So I I'm not sure you got a stable connection there. Maybe the wormhole dial, the butt dial is on the other end. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, if, uh, if you can't, you can't ring in, uh, fix something there. Cause uh, it's, it's literally 10 calls now or something like that. And literally you come in for eight seconds and drop. So I do see you there, but we have some kind of a connection thing not happening. Just FYI. Okay. So we got this look uh, the, uh, the Iraqi Stargate conspiracy. All right. And this is the way this goes. We're going to do this just real fast because we're running out of time here, but uh, I want to add this to the conversation because this is this is one of those wild ideas that people have described, right? Kind of like the Kandahar giant and things like this, right? Did these things happen? Where did the story come from? Was it uh, manufactured as some sort of disinformation campaign? Who the hell knows, right? Like, who really knows? But here we go. According to the claims, the discovery of an ancient Stargate in Iraq in the 1920s would send discrete ripples around the world. Over the next decade, many world governments became aware of the discovery. Eager to obtain the technology for themselves, many of them descended upon the area through military units in search of it. Uh, Some even point to the Anglo-Iraqi War of 1941 as simply a front between British governments and those those of Germany and Italy who had sided with the Iraqi nationalists. Uh, This, of course, in reality is, of course, uh, hard was in order to gain control of the Stargate, at least according to the theory. And it's, uh, he adds just a note here, there's no solid proof of these claims, no government documents, anything like this. So it's uh, it's difficult to corroborate, of course, and so this remains in theory land. Uh, but we knew that because, well, it's maybe juice style, and that's cool, that's what we do here. Uh, so here we go. So just to note, there is, uh, blah, 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 we read that. All right. 
Okay, so by the time of the Iraq War in 2003, which we will look at shortly, the Stargate lay hidden deep beneath the palaces of Saddam Hussein. Uh, Following the taking of Baghdad, the area around the palace and the inner city would sit inside a green zone. This is a diplomatic area where government employees live and work. The whole zone is under extreme guard. Many remain suspicious of this. Perhaps one of the stranger theories concerning the Stargate is that of truth hiding in fiction, the fairy tale theory. Some researchers state the fact that uh, forbidden knowledge hides in fairy tales and myths in order to pass on truth. In modern times, some argue that these messages are passed on in movies and to a lesser extent television shows, which we've talked about uh, some of that stuff, some of the Illuminati symbolism and whatnot. Um, So here we go. So uh, basically, uh, the reasoning for the Gulf War in January 1991 was scrutinized by many, not least the testimony of uh, Naira Al Sabah, the 15-year-old girl who claimed to have seen Iraqi soldiers killing infants. Remember that? Uh, picking picking uh, babies up out of the incubators. Remember this whole story? Uh, which seemed uh, to be a flat-out lie, right? Uh, it, was, it was a reason to go in, oh, but the children, and kick the doors in and er, invade Iraq, right? And some people have described this as uh, you know being uh, after oil or after whatever, right? To just depose the guy that you know they backed forever, which is Saddam Hussein, and then suddenly they didn't like him there anymore. They want him replaced, right? So there's there's a lot of theories here, and this is the type of stuff that spawns conspiracies, right? When you get these things happen where this is literally like a false flag sort of situation in the sense that this girl is describing an event that did not happen, at least as far as we can tell. And so, but it was used as a premise to invade another country. And this is why people don't trust the damn government, right? Like, come on. Like, th- this is ridiculous. And so, well, if, if this is uh, wh- where a Stargate conspiracy idea comes from, then so be it, you know? They shouldn't have done this. The whole thing was broke. And, you know, uh, remember the weapons of mass destruction that turned out that they were there, they weren't? Or maybe they put those through the wormhole, the Stargate, right? That's what happened, right? Yeah, that's it. The, uh, when we went to get the weapons of mass destruction, they just put them through the, through the, the Stargate. Yeah, they're on Alpha Centauri right now. Anyway, many who believe the reason for the wars was not just regime change point to George Bush Sr. and his past role in the CIA. By the way, George Bush Sr. has been linked to the Kennedy assassination as well. Not saying he actually had a hand in it, but he was definitely in the CIA at the time when this went down. So, right, if you're going to have one of the guys who's probably like in in the middle of the like tons of conspiracies, George Bush Sr. would be that guy. Uh, So many, uh, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Uh, So the Iraq War of 2003 and the events leading up to it, stretching at least to the 9-11 attacks in 2001 are all wrapped in conspiracy, which we knew. Uh, and indeed, in a matter of days, the U.S. Uh, the country would be under U.S. control. The U.S. military would oversee the installation of, quote, democracy for the Iraqi people. It, it also, many argue, gave the U.S. intelligence agencies undisturbed and unblocked access to whichever part of the country they wanted. Well, but here's where it gets crazy. As the invasion of Iraq progressed, so did the disorder. Looting would become rampant, in particular at museums and government buildings containing ancient and priceless relics. Many witnesses, however, would speak of special military units carrying out much of the looting, even of loading entire vaults worth of relics onto heavy-duty trucks. Literally thousands of items disappeared. And so there you go. There's the basis for this idea that the the Iraqi war was not over oil or not over regime change or any of the rest of this, but it was actually over a Stargate. 
And so you tell me, like I said, uh, as always, I don't know. I can't, I can't vouch for any of this stuff. It's, this, is, this is the Maybe Juice show, and we consider all the things as being possible. But uh, this story came from somewhere, right? Do you think this is uh, more disinformation, kind of like the babies in the incubators, right? That sort of thing, uh, the weapons of mass destruction. Like I said, I'm not here to rehash all that stuff and turn this into a political show because, well, whatever, right? They've done that for, for years and years and years, and they hope we forget, right? They hope we forget these things. But in, in, the bottom line is this. What do you believe? It all comes down to what you believe, right? And if you're making up stories to go to war, then when, when a conspiracy spawns, Whose fault is it, right? Even if it's way out there, even if it's a Stargate, right? Whose fault is this? Really, whose fault is this? You know the answer. I don't even have to tell you. It's, it's the most obvious answer ever. And guess what? It's the people that made up the conspiracy in the first place to go to war. That's whose fault it is. Come on. So anyway, you tell me. You tell me. How does this work? Is this real? And as always, right, we try and consider all the things. I like, I like to call it drinking the maybe juice, considering if it's possible, all right? And is it possible that, well, the Iraqi war was actually fought over a stargate that was buried in Iraq and, of course, under, well, uh, Babylon. <laughs> oh, Babylon, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think this is, uh, this is the weirdness of all this and why, why things, uh, uh, like I always say, why it seems like we live in the upside down. It's because you never know. You never know. And so, of course, if uh, science is saying today through this brand new paper that maybe mathematically you could keep a wormhole open and stable, well, then it puts the idea of a Stargate right in the realm of possibility. And so, with that, with that, we're done. So the way this works is, if you're listening to us on The Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop Lighting the Void. If you're listening to us on any other platform, including the podcast feed, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. And uh, don't keep dreaming. Don't keep considering things that may seem too large to be true. Because you never know. You never know. I think the things that they try and tell us on a DARPA-like basis, uh, that it doesn't exist, I think a lot of those things probably do. Am I willing to say Stargates? I don't know. But I'm willing to consider the possibility. And so as we finish, Troubled Minds is done for the week. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific for the news show on Twitch, Troubled Minds News. And, well, we're done. So as we finish, you know how it goes. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our Troubled Minds to yours... Have a great night.
We are officially off the Fringe FM, and uh, we're going to keep on trucking. If you guys are interested in this and want to talk about Stargates and all the rest of this, uh, well, uh, tell me. Love to hear your thought on this. Had some pretty pretty amazing takes so far. Uh, what about this Iraqi war thing? Do you think this is uh, plausible, likely, way too far out there? Looking to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 and uh, we're talking about Stargates that's right, Stargates so we're going to take a quick two minute break click the Discord link at TroubleMinds.org phone number's there as well and uh, yeah, let's do it let's talk about Stargates and the Iraqi war and all kinds of crazy stuff so, don't go anywhere, more Troubled Minds and you will be returned be right back, two minute break Two-minute break. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're still kicking it, just talking on a Thursday night about, uh, you know, normal stuff, uh, normal Troubled Minds stuff, and tonight is Stargate's. Because why the hell not, right? Nor- just a norm, just another normal night on Troubled Minds talking about Stargates and uh, their possibility. And uh, if if this technology does exist, what does it mean for not just us? What does it mean for the galaxy and the universe at large? Uh, so I, I think you have to think in terms uh, larger terms. All right. So you know, I think obviously, if you listen to the show, the things we talk about and consider are pretty pretty uh, uh, out there sometimes. All right. But uh, you got to think of People, right? People, all right? Let's just think in terms of people on Earth, all right? So is it likely that we're probably the smartest thing the universe has going? I mean, that seems absurd, doesn't it? Just that idea, just that very idea. And so clearly we're not. Like, I would literally be shocked if somebody out there would be like, nah, come on, Mike. No matter what, we're the only thing out there, and that's that. It's a wrap, right? Maybe, but I, come on now. Like The universe is a big-ass place. And so, well, uh, it's been around for a very, very long time. And so it makes me wonder, if even if we don't have Stargate technology, what if an, another species or alien race might have, all right? Might have in the past, maybe, uh, who knows, who knows? Drinking some maybe juice here, trying to figure this stuff out, but but I don't know. There's a, there's a lot here that uh, kind of makes my mind tingle, which is perfect, because that's what this show's about. It's about getting together and considering all the crazy things. So uh, so let's do it. Uh, hang tight, Matt. I see you there. We'll go to Kelly, uh, and then we'll go to you real quick, and then uh, we'll keep on rolling. Kelly, in Colorado, what's up, my friend? Are you there? I'm here. How you doing there, Michael? I'm doing pretty good, man. Happy Thursday to you. Uh, what do you think about this Stargate stuff, my man? Um, it's an interesting topic because, I don't know, we have what we call Stargates, uh, portals, wormholes, black holes, right? So if we go... Now, for me, on thinking on uh, those... I don't know, I guess you would say those type levels or those, just the words themselves, right? So we know what a, we kind of know what a black hole is, right? Everything's being sucked into a singularity. Now, if they're talking black hole or wormholes can be opened up, stabilized, and then you can go through, what does that say for black holes then? You know, it's kind of interesting 
because if you think of wormholes and black holes, you're walking, it's like being pulled through a singularity. But the thing about it is the difference for, for me would be that black holes, since you're being sucked into, it's going to be ripping you. Theoretically, it's going to rip you all the way down to your very essence, right? Down to your every cell, nucleus, everything. Now, if a wormhole would be the same or vice versa, then what are they saying? You know what I mean? Is it, is, can the wormhole, or, I mean, you know, so each one of those are going to have what the, you know, like the, what do they call that? The, where you can't see past it, right? The, um, on a black hole, it's, uh, the, uh, the event horizon. Yes. So if you can't see past the event horizon, then, I mean, is that what we're talking about? So if we're going to go back for me, I would say that it's called stargates. If you're going to have it in a certain spot, a stargate or what you would call a portal. Now, for me, the reason why I kind of go with that, and you guys earlier were talking about, uh, you know, the, the big giant gate that's over in Peru. Um, for me, I would say these ancient places that would have pyramids with obelisks. And the reason why I'm going to say that is because pyramids have known, just like the Great Pyramids, and this is where Nikola Tesla got his idea with the Tesla Tower is that um, these things are power units. So if you're taking power units, these giant power units, these, these, these giant megalithic constructions that they had, right? It's drawing energy from the planet and it's creating a power unit. Now, the obelisks are like repeaters, kind of like what we have for, like, uh, you know, sending uh, cell phone towers and stuff. They're like repeaters, right? It sends it down the line. Now... To have a stargate or a portal, you got to have some kind of energy, right? You got to have massive energy. So that's why I would believe you have to have something massive like the pyramids, you know, like the pyramids in Mexico, the pyramids in China, the three pyramids in 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 in, um, in Egypt, or you or you have, you know, and then you know you're drawing this power because. Underneath the, the Great Pyramid, right, they noticed that there was a, a water, like a, a, an aquifer, right, that was slamming from the bottom, was creating a repetitive, like it was hitting, you know, they where it looked like it was water was hitting the top of the roof from the cave underneath the, the pyramid, which is creating a rhythmic noise, which creates vibrations or that type of energy to send out. Now, that... If you're pinpointing something like that, you would, ha you know, maybe open up a portal or what they would call a stargate and walk through. But other places also, too, you would have them in, like, Indonesia, uh, India, Bolivia. And, like, those places would be, like, what we were talking, I was talking the other night when we were talking kind of like this was um, these gates, like the sun gate, you know, the, the temple of the sun, everything was at the sun, but... Down in, in uh, Bolivia and Peru, they have the, you know, the Gate of the Sun or, you know, uh, Tiwanaku down in Bolivia, you have the, you know, these gates, the sun gates. So is it where they can op use these gates, like the big giant one that was in Peru, like the big door you're talking about? Or is it a, uh, in, in, um, this is another thing I just want to show you was uh, I, in Discord, I sent some pictures of what these, 
they're made out of um, stone, but all these things that are, one was found in China, and they're circular and they look like big cogs, like a big cog wheel, right? And there's some that were found in China, some in Cairo, Egypt, where these cogs and, you know, these different shaped tools were, they have no idea. But if you was to spin these things, you know, they would create some kind of a frequency of sound or some. Yeah, so 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 it's connected then somehow. So so okay, but but you were talking about the energy. Where does the energy come from to make these things happen? Is it so? Is it some sort of sound, like a vibrational state? Is 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 that what we're talking about here? Yeah. Okay. So Tesla. Okay, for the energy on like uh, the Tesla Tower, right? When he built the one here in Colorado, down in uh, Colorado Springs, he had like an aquifer that was underneath it as well. So what it is is it's like a. Um, I would say it's a vibrational way, right? And you're, they forced this water to inside there. And, it, you know, if it's hitting on the bottom, it's creating a rhythmic, um, I would say, like a vibration, right, throughout the, the pyramid. But it's all, actually also using where these pyramids are placed on the planet, right? Everybody knows that, okay, that it's, you know, every all these lines that connect and stuff like that. So if you have an energy field we're using the power from the planet itself because you're going to have to have something that ma that massive to create unless you're going to you know unless you have technology where you have like a machine but if you don't have the machine here like if they left it on like say the, you know the anunnaki they left it on, on their home planet but they need to make something on the planet earth and they needed to make it in in a way and they built these things where everything inside there too, like the, the, the queen's chamber, the king's chamber, everything is acoustic. And, it, and that's not only in Egypt. That's, you'll find that in all the pyramids that all these ones are built. Uh, they're all acoustic, you know, and are you going to use a vibration? And, you know, energy, vibration, frequency, they all kind of go in together. You pull in energy, creating a vibration, which creates frequency, or vice versa, the frequency creates energy, right? So if you're having that on a massive planetary scale, I would say you would have your power, your power unit that you need. And so to go back to the point too, also, you know, in the Sumerian writings again, that, you know, we were talking about like the, you know, Babylon or not Babylon, but the, in Mesopotamia, which was Babylon, yes. But uh, when they were uh, creating the, it was Marduk. He was trying to create a gate, right? That's what it was saying to from heaven to earth. And again, earth was, you know, the planet earth, the key. And then earth uh, or heaven was, you know, their home planet, which is Nibiru. So they were trying, he was trying to open up gates. They already had gates, but they didn't, they only needed, or they only wanted, like, you know, ones they can control. If they was to give one to Marduk or let him have it, then that means he would be able to come and go as he please, wherever he wants to go. And they couldn't have that. Okay. So, so even, even back then we're talking about the Anunnaki and that story that goes back, you know, approximately 750 million years, that story of um, the, the uh, Sumerian tablets translated by Zachariah Sitchin. So that even in that story, they were battling over these, these stargates. Like they were actually fighting over who could control this technology, even way back when. Yeah, I mean, because they, what they were talking about was, you know, because they had what they called, uh, I can't remember the exact word, but it almost sounds like a gate, right? 
but they were saying that they could only because they, they could only use it on a certain distance from what I was gathering because if Nibiru was close to the planet then they would just launch rockets and stuff like that but if or or you know if it was closer they would launch rockets and send all the gold to there but if it's in a distance not too far distance but they needed a gate to go back and forth where they you know because if you were thinking like well we were using rockets now okay now we're talking millennia back then now their technology uh, of course would be highly advanced now more than what they were then so if they was to create or needed something like that right they needed they only wanted ones that they could control and which which was inky and Enlil, the two older brothers but also their sister Aninma, which was over in the hindus valley which would be like you know through pakistan and then all the way down into india um you you kind of listen to like that's why i kind of wonder where you know like if you go into biblical stuff you know what i mean when they're talking about um uh, the, the the ark of the covenant right that was a big giant power unit you know what i mean because even from there they said that they could you know there was kind of a machine that kind of sounds like that they're describing you know that created mana that you know these, these people that could fed fed these people for like you know like what they were rolling in the desert for 40 years and you know they were eating this mana but that thing also could be in a portable jump gate or a you know a stargate or some kind that they were walking around with that a power unit something like that it could be almost um, you could almost do anything with it really you know create some kind of a food you know if you if you listen to these biblical stories you're, you're almost listening to high technology you know what i mean Cause, but they don't know what it is or, you know if they didn't know what it was it was you know godly or something that was you know or if they you know that scared them you know obviously it was evil or something like that that's how i take it when i read these you know the ancient texts like that yeah, because th th just real quick on the Ark of the Covenant, that's that's a pretty wild idea that maybe it was a, some sort of power source for a portal. And you think in terms of what it was, they carried it around and said that it was uh, actually allowed them to communicate directly with God. They even called like the two cherubim with the wings. Uh, they called that the mercy seat and said that's where uh, God himself uh, manifested and appeared to talk to Moses, right? And, and the, the high priests. And so... If that's the case, like we're talking about this, very much like this story from the Gate of the Gods in Hayamarku, Peru, Hayamarka, sorry, uh, that they walk through this portal to the realm of the gods, right? And so I think that uh, in, the, in the same thing you're just describing here, that maybe the Ark of the Covenant itself was a portal, or at least a, a power source that could be portable and used to open portals. That's a pretty wild idea, man. I love it. Yeah, because you know, if, if you think about it, and you read and you listen to those stories, you know, if you you know, they said if you open it up, you die. You know, electricity would shoot out, kill everybody. You know, they or people that you know they pulled it open, and one priest was, you know, you hear different stories where they, you know they went blind because of the immense heat or light. That's some kind of a uh, power unit. I wouldn't say nuclear, um, but it's some kind of something like that. Where if you was to touch it or even get close to it. Or even, you know, look at it, something like that, if it was that bright, that, yeah, it would, you know... You're, it could kill you. Yeah, it could kill you, you know, and, and it did, too. It said it killed, you know, many people, right? Right. Or even, like, walking around the walls of Jericho, how, it, you know, they were blowing these horns, and, like, it amplified the horn noise, and which took down the walls. Right, right, exactly. 
we yeah. got uh, just to let you know. Uh, so, so are you going to hang? Because we got Matt on the phone. Yeah. He's been waiting about fifteen minutes. So, you're going to hang out with us? Yeah, yeah, sure do. Okay, don't go anywhere. We're we're going to get Matt on. We'll talk to him, and you're welcome to stay as long as you like. All right. So we're right. here with uh, we're here with Kelly in Colorado. We're kicking it, talking about all kinds of amazing stuff and uh, stargates, portals, and what does all this mean? Uh, do you think this technology e- maybe in ancient times existed? Do you think it exists now? What, do you think oh, this is all just a bunch of bullshit? That's fine by me, right? We're in the third hour now, so uh, go ahead and drop some f bombs if you like. Not like we encourage it, but uh, it's it's kind of like the fail safe, the third hour, and uh, so t- cursing like a sailor is acceptable. Let's go to our good buddy Matt in California. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show. You're on with Kelly and Mike. How are you? Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for being patient with us. What are your thoughts on portals? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. Um, we talk about portals on here and black holes, and now we're talking about wormholes. And uh, maybe our vocabulary is—we don't, we're not—we're using um, like words to we're putting things into labels. And it might all be the same thing. So I guess my question is, what's the difference between a portal and a wormhole? Ooh, uh, I, I think it's the same thing. So, so uh, I think technically, the uh, so a, a wormhole itself is theoretically known as the Einstein-Rosen bridge. And what it is, it's like the piece of paper, right? If you take the piece of paper, do I have a piece of paper here? I do not. But, you know, you take the piece mm-hmm. of paper and you mm-hmm. fold it in on itself, right? You kind of wrap it around and you're able to go from one point on the piece of paper to another point on the same piece of paper by wrapping it on itself. And there's your, there's your wormhole. It's like connecting two points in space-time that are nowhere near near each other, but you've done enough uh, energy to, to move uh, that wormhole into that. That's the theoretical term of what this is. But you're right. I think that uh, the things may, may be the same thing. Like, like we're, we're in a, a spot where we're trying to figure this stuff out. Theoretically, not just as people here talking on a crazy talk show at, you know, for some random Thursday night, but like the science is trying <laughs> very difficult, uh, going, to, going to great pains to, to figure this out. Because clearly, right, again, it changes everything, doesn't it? But you're right. I think, you know, kind of like we talk about this with dimensional stuff, ghosts and whatnot, I think you're right. Maybe our terms are a little bit sloppy, and maybe these things are the same or similar, or who knows? Who knows? Yeah, so um, one of my thoughts is kind of a silly, kind of a silly thought. It's uh, from a cartoon, uh, kid's cartoon movie called Finding Nemo. In that cartoon, there's a, there's a part where they're, trying to travel to a different part of the ocean and they find this um, current. It's like the East something current and uh, they jump on it. They jump in it and it's like a freeway. It like takes them. They're like riding the current instead of like swimming there. They don't have to swim. They're just kind of floating and the current pulls them like like a freeway. And so what if uh, these wormholes out there in space that we think they're wormholes, but they're um, maybe like way out in space, there's like a current. And if we can steer steer our ship out to it and jump into it and just ride it like a freeway system to wherever we want to go. And what if there's people already out there like mapping that out like a freeway? Yeah, interesting. Like it's uh, so so that uh, meaning that the universe has this stuff built in. And so we need to be able to kind of uh, catch the wave as it goes by sort of thing. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, let's just say it's like kind of like how birds do it too they catch a current they catch the um the current and they like float instead of flapping their wings yeah i dig it i dig it uh, and there's there's a there's actually some scientific basis for the idea 
in that they're, they have these magnetic fields that uh, have hidden portals here on Earth, which uh, we've got a NASA study that goes back to July of 2012, which I've got up on the screen right now. But then also on top of that, uh, they've, they've just recently discovered that they have this huge magnetic field that seems to uh, maybe be shaped like a, like a portal or a wormhole or something that goes not just – it envelops Earth but then goes hundreds or even thousands of light years kind of in a cone shape in both directions. So I would think <laughs> – I would think maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something here. Maybe, maybe it's like catching the cosmic wave, man. Yeah, and then um, last last thought I had. This is um, this is kind of we're going no no rails right now. <laughs> um, going way out. Um, have you guys heard of this um, in high ceremonial magic? Like this is stuff um, Alistair Crowley was doing. Um, in high ceremonial magic, there's this thing called it's the in the Kabbalah, it's the tree of life. Have you heard of this? I have. Yes. Um, maybe if if you pull up a picture, um, so it's this uh, it's called the symbol. It's the tree of life. It's a kind of looks like a diamond. I'm going to try to explain it. It looks like a diamond, and there's these um, ten spheres inside of the inside the diamond, and there's lines that connect each dot. And um, the thing of it is, this is like this is the map. And uh, so each dot, each circle, each sphere, is a reality. Uh, kind of like and where I got this from was earlier we were talking about. Um, you said something about like Mount Olympus, and then. Um, like Valhalla and like there's, you know, in Norse mythology, there's also 10 worlds, Midgard and all them. And so that's interesting because we just jumped, um, you know, um, pantheons that we jumped from, you know, Greek to um, Norse mythology to, you know, this is Jewish mysticism, the Kabbalah. And uh, in that, it's, uh, so all the spheres are one realm. And uh, we're on the bottom realm. The very, very bottomest dot, the very bottomest um, circle, is Earth, um, the kingdom, and that's where we, where we are in our realm, in the physical realm. And then each dot is another realm. And then you see these lines that connect them, um, kind of like I said, like a freeway system. And those lines are the, um, like the roads that you travel to get there. Like those would be the wormholes you call them, that you travel to get there. And um, a lot of high magicians, like I said, Alistair Crowley, a lot of the high magicians, they were um, looking into this and trying to map in it. That, that's how the map came from. They mapped it out. What do you think about this? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the right one to pull up. There's so many images here about the Tree of Life. But, but, so I get, the, I get the concept uh, here. So, so meaning that uh, the, the, this is it, it's a micro-macro situation. It's like a symbol, but the symbol is a roadmap of the cosmos and not just possibly the cosmos as we know it uh, into those other dimensions, into that string theory as it were, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, and then the micro, that would be the macroism. The microism would be um, if you were to meditate and then travel there in your mind, kind of like an astral projection, travel there through like a meditation, not physically. Okay, okay. Interesting. I think that's how the, I think that's how they were doing it. I like it. I like it. And so, so, so you think that? Uh, so, so, what's your take then? Do you think that these the, the stargates are real? Do you think this is a real thing? And is it is it within, or is it some sort of physical thing where we actually step through some sort of portal and walk somewhere else? Uh, yeah, I mean, like these movies and stuff, they had to come from somewhere. I believe um, 
it it might just it might be a technology or it might just be some sort of um like a cosmic you know thing that happens and uh if it if it does exist there's no doubt that um that they the higher up people are, are using it you know for their advantage um they're using it they're mapping out these um like how to travel and they're using it for themselves they wouldn't tell us yeah so yeah right. i believe in it okay cool fair enough fair enough i appreciate it great stuff as always what else you got for us matt um, that's going to be all for tonight. But yeah, if, uh, look up that, um, tree of life, it's, called, it's the Kabbalistic tree of life. Okay. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, if you can, if you can help me put that in the chat, I'll put it up on the, on the, the screen. Cause I, like I said, I found there's like, there's like 10,000 different versions of it. So, uh, find me the right one. Pretty please. I'll put it up on the screen. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it, bro. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Matt in California. Great, great stuff as always. Have a fantastic evening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for being part of the show. Kelly. I'll take on that. Yeah, man. Um, okay, when he was talking about that, it kind of reminds me of this um, this video I was watching about a physicist, and he was talking about how UFOs actually move. They are, they're, you know, since they, you know, with their power unit they have, how they move so freely through the air without having being pulled down with gravity and and you know any other type of thing that's working against it instead of like like how most aircraft that we have has a thrust where it's pushing it right they're saying his his theory was that, that these things are opening up like a small wormhole and it's pulling them forward and that's how these ufos move around now also the whole river thing it reminds me of another physicist i've uh, on youtube i was following him he's an older man now he's passed away i can't remember his name now which i'm you know not doing due diligence for that but he was talking about it's called a magnetic river and it runs through the the uh, universe now what's interesting is that you look at even the ancients right you know with the vikings and uh egyptians and stuff like that when they put their dead in they put them in a boat Right? They say they're going to take their boat and where the boat goes is on a river, right? That you would have to travel down unless you're paddling, you know, on like on a flat, you know, surface like a, uh, like a, like a lake or something. But that's interesting where they're talking, you know, that the whole river thing where, because it is true, just like an ocean, you would have a, you know, where you would jump on that, uh, it, it, you know, that, that river or so uh, I guess what you would call it. I can't remember what it was from the, from the story too, but yeah, you would, um, that current, right. That current takes you where they would be underwater in the ocean or even, you know, even in space, you would think in a space time where, uh, you know, you travel a boat. That's interesting that, you know, even the ancients used to also be buried in boats, you know, from China, Egypt, and, you know, the Vikings that's in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty wild. And uh, think think in terms of like um, kind of passing over into the next realm. The river sticks, right? You have to you have to cross uh, cross on a boat through 
whatever it is through the ether, through the veil, through the pretty wild stuff, right? That's that symbolism and the, the back to the water, right? Back to that, uh, the water symbolism when we're talking about portals, pretty, pretty, pretty nutty stuff. Um, so yeah, great, great. Uh, so, so what else you got? We got a phone call here, but they they just, uh, hang tight on the phone. We see you there. We're going to get to Kelly. We got Rohan here waiting too, but, uh, yeah, go, uh, what, what else you got, my friend? We, we interrupted you. Uh, you had a train of thought before we started here. Oh, no, I would just, you know, kind of like, uh, just trying to add, you know, some stuff to the, to this, you know, because all we can do is speculate, you know, and we have to wait for like the science with the money and the machines to do all this. But for me, like the whole thing with, the uh, um, the machine that, what is it called again? Uh, the part, the, the particle uh, accelerator. CERN. Yep. Uh, yeah, CERN, right? Okay, so if you're opening up something like that, maybe they already controlled that they were trying to do something like that. You know, and, you know I've heard also too the story with uh, over in Iraq with uh, Saddam Hussein. But the interesting story, I, I was following that years ago when that was happening, you know, throughout the war. But what's interesting, because I was in the Navy, there was a guy who did a video and he was pinpointing where the Stargate was at. And the reason why he said he knew where it was at is because it was being transported on a, uh, on a, uh, on a military ship. Now, what's weird is that when, uh, president Bush, the junior, when we was in the war to have, um, to send a, a fleet, Okay, when we take an aircraft carrier, we got a, two destroyers and a cruiser and, and a submarine with us at all times. Sometimes two submarines, right? It's, 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 your, whole, it's your whole crew that you, you go down with. But he asked for two of them, and that's almost, it's like overboard to be putting that. Two, two aircraft carriers and their destroyers and shit inside the Persian Gulf, right? But when, he, when this man did his video... I'd have to look for it again, man. I don't know if YouTube still had it or if they took it away. That's why, I re you know, I record all this stuff or download it. But the video shows he, he has, like, from uh, Google Earth, he pinpointed in an area down along, right outside the Gulf, and it was hugging, I think, Oman. And right around there, there was a river system, a huge river system that went into Oman. But there was, like, we had, like, 15 Navy ships there, destroyers in that whole little area. And it was like surrounded. The ships were kind of like surrounding this one port. And there was, but yet there was still like 10 or 12 different destroyers that was sitting in there. And I, you know what? And the thing about it is what's interesting is that I remember seeing, and we were doing like, you know, we in the Navy, we called it, you know, some like war makeups and whatever, you know, we practiced with other people, but with Guam and other countries and shit, it's called Valiant Shield. But the thing about it is, is, man, I remember all those ships there. Shit, I even got fucking pictures of them. But why were they all of us? All of us. Like, every one of us was there. And that's almost like, that's redundancy. I don't know. It's just, for me, now it brings back that memory. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And you, you were there. You were there. You saw some of this stuff actually going down. That's amazing, yeah, man. Amazing. All right, so we got a phone call. Let's uh, let's take this, and then we'll get Rohan on after. Let's go to uh, I believe this is Jack in Oregon. Am I right? Jack. Yes. Is this Jack? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. 
Jack in Oregon, welcome to the show. Yeah. We're on with Mike and Kelly. How are you, my friend? I'm great. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I like the topic. Uh, and you, you kind of had a, like a trail of topics over your last few shows, and you're like progressing. It's interesting. Yes, I've been called many things, right. including interesting. <laughs> Much, many worse things. As well. <laughs> well, many worse things. <laughs> but, but go right ahead. What, what's your? I'm, I'm glad no, you're no, enjoying no, it. What's your, what's a, your theory? Anomalous portals. <laughs> what's your theory? Einstein, Rosen Bridges. Right. I'm sorry, what? You're good. Go right ahead. I'll shut up. You you, you talk. Okay, yeah. Uh, what I really wanted to say is that my most favorite movie of all time that deals with this more better than Stargate or anything else is John Carpenter's They Live. Hello? Okay. John Carpenter's They Live. I hear you. I've never seen it. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, so when they do their little porthole thing, they walk up like they're at the airport, and they have their suitcase and everything. Boom, they're off. That oh. seems pretty realistic to me. Okay, okay. So that, so, so, so like uh, Daryl was describing. So there, there is some sort of um, idea here. I, I'd never heard that idea. So, so there was some sort of like a hub where they bring their luggage and they just hop into a portal and boom. There's no, there's no travel. It's portal travel. Mm. It's not an airplane, right? Yeah, yeah. There's more to it than that. Uh, however, personally, on a like a personal level, like philosophically, I'd have to, I'd have to more side with like Jennifer. Okay, with uh, you creating your reality because your consciousness type of thing, right? That's how I feel. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. What else you got, my friend? Uh, I love that movie. That movie has the longest fight scene in like uh, movie history. <laughs> okay, sweet. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. What else you got for us? Anything else, my friend? No, no. I, I've been just following you. I like what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, tell all my friends about you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Jack in Oregon, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. I appreciate you sharing your ideas, my man. Have a great night. Thank you, thank you. There you go. Easy as that. 702-957-1037. Good stuff. Uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate the compliments there. Like I said, it's uh, it's not just me. Lots of uh, lots of amazing people call, call in and chime in and give us their ideas and thoughts here. Uh, we're here with Kelly and Kelly in Colorado, and uh, we're going to go to uh, Rohan. Uh, so Kelly Kelly knows he's uh, welcome to stay as long as he needs. And uh, Rohan, what's up, brother? Welcome to the show. You're on with Mike and Kelly. What's going on? What's up, brother? How you doing? You okay? Doing a-okay. A-okay. Feels like Sounds Friday. Great. It's Friday somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> it is. I always get the days wrong, you know. Because it's, it's just usually just gone past midnight, isn't it, when you start. But anyway, anyway. All good. Enjoy All good. Trip, On the East Coast anyway. Enjoy. Some time travel business. You're a little bit quiet. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. turn you up. You should be good now. All right. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this portal stuff? Uh, do you think it's real? Like this whole Stargate business, you know, that's SG-1. I know you're a big fan. Uh, do you think that there's some maybe truth to, to, to this idea that this the Iraq war was fought over a Stargate? Or do you think it's just a bunch of bullshit? 
well, no, well, I don't know. I don't think it was just a bunch of bullshit because they did sweep sweep the lands over and over again as if they were looking for somewhere and stole a bunch of antiquities which have never been returned. So there was that. So, but um, I mean, I think it, I think there was something to that because um, uh, Saddam Hussein had uh, just discovered the supposedly mythical, but then turned out to be true, city of Uruk. And that ties in with all that Anunnaki stuff and ties in with Africa and all kinds of crazy stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? So Uruk has had Gilgamesh was buried there, basically. So I think if that supposed mythical city with Gilgamesh buried there gets discovered, then I think someone's going to go on and get that because you're going to want to check that DNA of that bones out because that guy was supposed to be really tall and is, you know, a demigod. Do you know what I mean? So one third God. So you're going to want to get your hands on that, aren't you? But I reckon he did have some kind of Stargate stuff. I think I think these things, I think these things do work and do happen. Um, but but there's a, there's another there's two threads on it. I think as well. I think this is like a two tier thing. I think I mentioned this um, in the previous show actually. That there's um, the physical nuts and bolts level of doing stuff like making things like circuit boards and stuff and the mental stuff. So I thought I will go. I've got uh, two tiers to work with here, Mike. If that's all right. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so so Jennifer made um, a point when I was listening to Jennifer. I thought, at first, I thought she was uh, starting to describe standing waveforms, but then you 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 caught the train of thought, and she was talking about how your how energy converts into matter, how it becomes sort of present that consciousness thing. You know, the reverse of E equals M C squared, like the replicators. You know, it goes one way and the other, and and I was thinking on that in terms of uh, the pineal gland, because as far as I'm concerned, the, that's a stargate. You've got one in your brain, okay, and the pineal gland gets more blood for its proportional size than anything else in the body. So that tells you it's important. It's it's got crystals in it, so you can see and hear with it, okay, and it's also got it's believed it's got structured water in it, all right. And I think the the mechanism of the way that you use your, the crystal in your brain as a stargate, I think that you, the idea is to you trigger its function by some common chemistry because it's in your brain, right? And and somehow the chemical process triggers the water, the molecular structure to flip inside out. Okay, and then when it flips inside out, your conscious awareness is going with it because in your brain, just like with psychedelics, it turns your senses inwards. Just like with meditation, you're blocking out the outside world, aren't you, and going inwards. When you point your senses inwards, I think it focuses your awareness into your pineal gland spot. And then it, and then the water flips inside out. So you're going from space-time, where it's three-dimensional space and one-dimensional linear time. And suddenly you're in time-space, where essentially everything's happening in one spot. You've got 3D time, but you're only seeing the bit that you're focused on just because you're looking there. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense to me. So, so, so the theory is that uh, the Stargate is less a physical thing you walk through, like the show, more of like an internal thing, like remote viewing. You're able to, or astrally travel. You're able to maybe go out of body and uh, maybe visit these spaces that are portals, uh, and the portals are this time space, and it's all through the pineal gland. I like it, man. I like the theory. <laughs> Think, think on the biological level. That's that's just the way it is, you know. And I was glad that somebody uh, Matt mentioned the uh, Kabbalistic tree of life because I was going to mention that because if you if you get that tree of life and consider duality, positive, negative, male, female, 
But if you take that tree of life and kind of slide it into itself, slide the two ends together, what you get is a hidden secret. And you get a what's known as a, the Buckminster Fuller shape, the vector equilibrium. And that's like the only kind of stable, the most stable shape there is in terms of vectors, because it's the most, it's the only shape you can get where it's got all even sides, all the lines of it are even. And so no matter what angle you put pressure on it, it's always supported by something. And it's the explanation as to, there's a, there's, the idea is from the work of Nassim Haramim that we see the expanding part of the universe. But one of the main first laws of physics is for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. So that means there's a contracting part to the universe. Okay, but we don't see it and we don't feel it because it's in perfect equilibrium. And the discovery of the shape, the vector equilibrium proves that that's sort of possible. So there's a contracting part to the universe. And I think that's the space time thing, like the ethereal matter sort of stuff that, you know, yeah, about some of these alien uh, uh, abductees talking about some of the stuff that they said I've been talking about this like they talk about going into a kind of hyperspace that's kind of like normal space but it's kind of like they call it fine matter do you know what I'm saying so I was thinking of things like um, along those sorts of lines but I also noticed there was um, in those pictures that uh, Kelly posted is it back like so I've done the mental stuff now. So onto the physical technologies, I noticed, and I just done a show that ties into this about Adam's calendar and, all, uh, and about these stone circles in South Africa. But they're all completely unique and arranged in a kind of sporadic way. But they're all arranged in a radial pattern, circling the middle and, and clusters of you know small circles around the outside. Okay, and it seems as if they've been sort of le levitated into place. They're like cymatic patterns on the Earth. And the shape that they take is the same shape that you get uh, inside for the magnetron in your microwave cavity magnetation um, cavity magnetrons cavitation is works like that with microwaves you have that central uh, column in the middle and you have these uh, pockets on the outside and they're all connected together and it, it sort of amplifies that's how microwaves work so when i look at that those um that those ones found in china that kelly's posted in the discord it kind of it makes me wonder about that and um, levitation and sound and stuff too. I mean, and I think, well, if with, I think when you're dealing with frequencies, if you know what you're doing with it, you can do to any and all of this stuff. Do you know what I mean? In the physical terms, so I think mentally we can do this stuff mentally, and perhaps even bilocate or whatever. But and some people have known to be teleport teleported in history by accident and levitated. That's been recorded in history. But I think with this stuff, I think they're like amplifying type situations. You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kelly, any, anything on that? <laughs> no, um, that's kind of what I was talking about as well, too, because, you know, it's the whole, like, with the, you know, energy vibration, you know, the whole frequency thing, and and that's what, like, he's, that's, what, like, kind of what Rohan is, you know, talking about, I, I believe, is that, you know, once those things are turned on, I mean, because... They have been, you know, they have done some, you know, some, some studies on the pyramid and it is, it produces some kind of energy. I mean, but how much and, you know, I don't know if they are even going to tell us that because, you know, if you're pulling energy like that out of the, you know, off the planet, uh, from the planet itself, you would think that that's just limitless, you know, it's kind of like, that's what... Uh, Tesla was doing. He's trying to pull all the electricity out of the ionic sphere and send it out like a, in a 
like a, you know, like, like Wi-Fi. It's kind of like that, you know, that's how, and all you needed was a box to the house and, you know, and then boom, there you go. So again, I mean, that's Tesla, why Tesla's radiant energy. I think, I think Tesla was tapped to like say he's tapping the earth. I think he might've been tapping sound. Because, because um, I don't know about the the pyramids have been measured for that, but I know Adam's calendar they measured um, like ninety uh, sorry seventy two decibels of sound. But you just can't hear it it's in the gigahertz, you know. So and then you could plus you got I think you got to remember. Sorry to quit you off. Just want to make this point. You got to remember that these things are old and they're probably broken as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. If the wars were, if, you know, these books and everything, you know, history that talks about, you know, all this stuff, if, you know, that's where you get the pyramid wars, you know, these things are all, looks like they've been destroyed, the things up in Punapunku and Peru, you know, like the ones in two, you know, like those, 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 the blocks, those things look like they, they were, you know, it was obviously some kind of mechanism for, for building something. And, you know, it's, they don't want us to have it or use it, so they destroyed it. And that's why these blocks, these things that, you know, and, you know, the ones that are cut perfectly shaped, you know, you got magnetic fields inside of them. And then, you know, they're all, like you're saying, they're all destroyed. They're no longer in use. But you can't destroy something like the pyramid, you know. You, those things are like, you know, like the, the megalithic pyramids, you know, Egypt, you know, like the ones I was talking China, you know, Mexico. I believe there'd be a way to turn these things back on. They would have to be. And again, with the noise thing, like you're talking about, like with the vibration, that's the whole aquifer that they had under. If you guys go ahead and take a look at that, you'll see what I'm talking about. Because Tesla took that same idea. That's where they think that he got the idea from the aquifer underneath the tower and also underneath the pyramid because it was, it's like, you know, if you had, it's say like a cave, right? And you're just forcing like a, like water, like, you know, through hydraulically and you're just constantly pushing it and it's, you know, underneath it, it's creating a sound or a vibration. So yeah, I believe that, that too. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, this is a uh, pretty wild that it can be, you know, like like physical. It could be uh, in- internal. It could be, you know, we are the Stargate and and all the rest of the stuff. And I think it, I think it does. It it kind of fits snugly with the idea that, you know, if you believe remote viewing's real, I think, uh, you know, the the most apt term they could have used for that 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 uh, you know remote viewing thing with the CIA was Stargate Project because it's like that. So the the Stargate is us, right? We are. We're able to drive that chariot, as it were, through the sky, uh, through time and space, uh, just just through our own uh, our own consciousness. It's pretty wild, pretty wild to think in terms of that uh, <laughs> of, of <laughs> just where we're going and where we're coming from. Pretty nutty stuff. Do you know this is pretty wild on that one, Mike? You know, you know how some, we say that um, this into in pop culture tend to see it in pop culture and kind of put things in your face. And, you know, and in, in, in the Stargate series, there's an episode, it's one of them, like a 200 or 300th, where they do a kind of, do a couple of spoof episodes here and there. One of them's like a comedy episode on the 200th thing, where they, they do a show, in the Stargate show, about somebody wanting to make a Stargate show. So the, so the Pentagon decide to let them do it. So if any of the information leaks, people will say, oh, it's on the tele, so it can't be real. 
it's like a nudge and a wink, like a wink, wink. This is on the telly, so it's obviously not real, folks. Wink, wink. <laughs> right. So, that, so it's the, the disinformation campaign <laughs> right there yeah. in your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's an episode about that. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. So we got a phone call we'll go to. Uh, you still good, Kelly? Yeah. All right. Let's go to this phone call. And uh, they've been waiting about 10 minutes. Uh, I got I got timers. I make sure everybody, you know, doesn't have to wait too long. Uh, so let's go to, looks like it's uh, James in uh, Washington State. What's up, brother? Welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, good. So uh, I hear you guys talking about, you know, the Stargate. That's a great show. Great show. Uh, and And it brings me back to the John Leonard Walton thing. And I wanted to see if you could pull that up and take a look at that and look at those ships. He's got tons of videos on them, any of them. Okay. Uh, what is the, the thing here? What's it called again? Pulling it up right now. Okay. So when you, when you go to YouTube, it's John, J-O-H-N, Leonard, L-E-N-A-R-D, and then Walson, W A. L S O N. All right. Let's and uh, if you look at any of his videos, there's there's a uh, there's the Trump Space Force, and I think that'll show it in the icon. Okay, check in here. Let's see. He's got Moon stuff. He's got. Uh, I'm looking for one called Trump Space Force. Yeah. All right. Let me so I'll do a search. Watch this. Watch this. Let's let's use it against him. How dare you implement a search? There it is. Got it. So uh, yeah. Donald Trump's Space Force Moon. Is that what we're looking at? Well, there's see the thing is he has a bunch of hashtag videos that say observing the moon. But uh if you just if you just click on any of the videos, there there should be some of the footage of the they look like giant transformers like okay. flying through the sky that and there's another one that looks like a giant you know ship got it got it on the screen yeah this thing uh looks like it's in some kind of ir maybe um uh meaning meaning uh, uh heat heat it's heat signature it's picking up some sort of it's like orangish pink and kind of cruising yeah i'm linking the video if you guys want oh, to yeah. check this out yeah, there you go. All right, there's the there's the the video that uh, we were talking about previously. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. That's pretty crazy. So so I guess what exactly is this thing? This is some sort of craft or some sort of entity or some combination it, of the two. Exactly. It's huge. That's 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 a fact. It's huge. It's 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 far bigger than ISS. Yeah, pretty wild. No, I haven't I haven't seen this. He's got videos of ISS. Okay, interesting. So uh, I'll keep I'll keep it up on the screen here. Uh, if you guys want to check this out, I did link it in the chat, and you guys can uh, check out this video yourself. Uh, uh, you guys heard of this stuff, Kelly or Rohan? I think I think I've seen this. Is this in the rings of Saturn? Where did he pick this stuff up? Uh, well, he's yeah. in the United Kingdom, and he's filming. You know, he's filming the moon, and he picks stuff up when he's filming the moon. Okay, so all over the place. So I don't know exactly where, but he does he does film the 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 Saturn and the other planets. If you look through his videos, you'll see he films all that stuff. 
Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, guys, if you if you want to check this out, the link is already in the chat, and uh, I'll add it to the uh, description box as well. Uh, Kelly, uh, you seen this stuff? I think we've talked about similar stuff before, right? Yeah, it's the same one that I actually actually posted. Uh, it's not his per se, but it's you know it's all about him. I just actually posted one earlier today on Discord. It's forty minutes long, but if you start at like sixteen forty. He talks about these. Though that's what the deep space, uh, the deep space objects they are talking about. But what he's he was, you know, he's uh, he was kind of like what I'm doing, you know, was uh, you know, in, uh, through telescopes and shit like that. But what he found, what he thought was stars, because he was looking at stars. That's how he found these ships. And the location for them is, you know, they kind of said it was uh, one of them is like by the Big Dipper, and the other one is and by Orion's Belt. And that's the one I was talking about where what they look like is the reason why he thought they were stars is because, you know, they moved along with the other stars across the, um, across the sky at night. So when he uh, fixed it on there, yeah, these ships are huge. And then the reason why I say on that one for 40 minutes and start at 1640, because they have a bunch of other stuff that doesn't really pertain to his stuff. But at that point, that's where he talks about how these ships actually, they, um, spread out and then they go back into their original shape but like really fucking quick yeah that's i mean right. this, this, this shit is like it's, it's like a transformer like a like a robot transformer it spreads out and then it goes back down into its regular shape that shit is mind-blowing to me that's where i was talking about you know like the the like last night we were talking about you know, uh, secret societies or, or uh, the breakaway societies. But the one I was talking about was the one we went to space. And that's his. And that's where I was talking about. This man has got some footage that's unbelievable. Yeah, okay. I think that, that that might be... Um, that was what led Jack, Jack Vellani to book Passport to Magonia. He concluded in, in doing an extensive study into UFOs, he concluded the more spiritual than anything because of that shape-shifting thing. Do you know what I mean? He thought it was more paranormal than coming from other worlds because of that. Interesting. It does seem to have a paranormal nature to it, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Good stuff, yeah. man. Thanks thanks for uh, coming back and reminding me here. I, I would have totally forgot to pull this up and look at this stuff. But, but yeah, this is wild, man. This is one no, of No, you guys that... were talking about it. I figured that was a perfect place to hop in and be like hey i i remember this let's put let's let's see if we can put this on the screen and see what you guys think because i when i seen it i was blown away and i'm like how 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 can we get this out to people and show people what's really out there because nasa has no interest at all in showing us anything that's out there it's insane yeah everything seems uh, you know you know what nasa stands for right you already know Never a straight answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Never a straight answer. <laughs> Never a straight answer. You got it. Uh, I appreciate you calling back. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, doing this. Like I said, uh, all these uh, links are in the uh, the description, guys, and also in the chat if you want to check this out. I appreciate it, my friend uh, James in Washington. Appreciate the call. Hey, thanks. Thanks a lot, brother. There you go. There you go. Phone works. Discord works. Yeah, this is nuts, huh? This is nuts. Uh, either from either of you guys, any uh, any comment on this as we wind this down? We're uh, getting to the end here, but like I said, nobody tells us when to stop. So if you guys got shit to say, you're more than welcome. Go right ahead. Uh, for me, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to add those uh, you know the stories in there. Everybody's got some good takes again tonight, as usual. Um, but 
yeah, uh, for me, I don't know, like uh, what I was asking earlier, what's the difference between a wormhole, uh, trans, like a portal, and a, you know, a black hole? That's what I talked about earlier, is like, if you're opening a portal, you can just walk through. It just kind of like, that's why science didn't know so much about black holes. Does a, can a planet just stay together and then go through, or does it be ripped apart? You know, and so if that's the case, you know, instead of like the one trans, like the, the star tracking things you guys were talking about where they were, you know, you get transported down to a planet, that's something different. But as for like, um, black holes though, like, I don't know, man, that's, you know, it's how powerful those things are and light, not even light can escape. You would think somewhat of a difference. That's why they're messing with, I believe they're messing with CERN, you know, they wanted the, the God particle the whole, you know, the Higgs boline, they found all that. But now they're, you know, that's why I always look when I follow science, you hear, the, you see these little clips, they, you know, they just kind of like put it out there, you know, they're telling you, but they're not really telling you, you know, they're like, well, you know, we kind of theorize that we can open up a wormhole and stabilize it. Uh, so you're telling us that you have done it. <laughs> that's right, what, right. how I... Yeah, they're like, well, mathematically, it's possible. Exactly. It's like, well, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? Right? Yeah. Uh, and that guy from from the Department of Energy too that said that they've they're they're doing work in other dimensions as we speak. You know, it's like, okay, was that just propaganda or what the hell? Right? Like some of the things they say, man. Uh, some of, from some of these guys that it seems like clearly right. If, if this was mind blowing and changing the world, right? That the news cycles would blow it up. But you know how the news cycles work. They try and suppress shit. They don't try and blow things up that people need to f- actually find out, you know? Yeah, there's no real journalism anymore. That That's all gone dead. Yeah, you know, they, there's no... You know, they just want to talk about uh, getting a flu shot or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, nice, nice way to just slip that in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wh- whatever the hell it is, they're t- you know, what, whatever the hell that shit is, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, right on, right on. Uh, what else you got? Uh, anything else, Kelly or Rohan? Anybody? That's it. I'm, I'm going to call it a night. You guys have a good one. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. You're the best, brother. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us, my man. All right, brother. Have a good one. You too. You too. All right, Rohan, the mighty Rohan. By the way, uh, Rohan has a podcast, guys. If you haven't checked it out, uh, do please do. It's called the Exiled Minds Podcast. Uh, link is in the description below. And uh, Rohan is named Liam Martin, and he's also the fine fellow that does the uh, uh, our, our little mashup uh, when we come back on the top of the second hour on the radio. So thank you for that, Rohan. And uh, huh. yeah, please please give this man a follow. Go uh, check out his podcast. He's on YouTube. He's on all the podcast platforms you would expect to find him. And links in the description below. What's your uh, what's your thought here? You got that you got that locked down, you, Mike? Hey, man, I've done it a thousand times before for myself. I just <laughs> I just I just slip in Rohan instead of Michael Strange. <laughs> it's all good, brother. It's the insert word here. Exactly, yeah, okay. the variable changed. But yeah, so so what do you think here uh, regarding the Stargate stuff? I I know you're a huge fan of the series. Me too. I, I the more I'm watching it, the more I'm liking it. And it started out slow. So if you guys are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get into that, and you do, and you're like six episodes in, you're like, this is shit. What is he talking about? Yeah, the first six, six episodes were kind of shit. I've said that several times, and I stand by that. But the series in the fourth season is pretty damn hot. So. It gets better. It gets better. But yeah, yeah so, I, th- so what I, think they, I think they had a lot written for it. I reckon. I think they had a lot written for it, and they, and they, they, they knew it was going to be big, and they were kind of finding the feet for a bit. Do you know what I mean? That's how I felt to me. You know, looking back. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as it got good, like what's the difference, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. It keeps going. It keeps escalating, you know. And when you think it's all done, you say, oh, well, it'll be okay now. And then now it just gets worse. So it's, so it's good like that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that stuff. There's some great calls today. I, 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 was, I particularly enjoyed the, that, that reference to the Kabbalistic tree as well and the different uh, dimensions the spheres being like different realms i thought that's that's awesome because that, that's like the norse mythology stuff isn't it and then the rainbow river as well and those sephiroths are different colors on there them spheres so I thought it all kind of goes in together and i remember that one time when i uh yeah experimented we got, got some uh, salvia diviorum leaves from the plant for the dmt experience after studying it for years so i i went and tried that and that was the same thing as like a rainbow river so for yes, I found this stuff really, really fascinating. And like you say, I mean, just the example of Area 51. I mean, if governments are going to lie about building a building, yeah, lie about anything, won't they? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and here we are. Here we are. Uh, here, so here's the here's actually what Matt was talking about earlier. Thank you, Matt, for posting this in the chat. Uh, it's up on the screen if you guys want to check it out. And again, right, this is the type of stuff that we share with each other on Discord all the time. So here's the spot where we plug the Discord. If you guys haven't joined it, do it. There's a, there's a lot of folks in there. Again, right now, Rohan and I are on Discord. We're doing the show right now on Discord through voice, but you don't have to do voice. You can just type with other people and you can share photographs and links and you know things like this like matt took a picture from a book he has put it in the discord i just grabbed the link and threw it up on and bam like it's it's really an amazing program like i said and until they start censoring things i'm going to be uh full full into discord because it's a it's a pretty amazing thing uh 8-bit melody on youtube says go look up when certain sg1 episodes aired uh that's probably a whole conspiracy all by itself right <laughs> shit oh, there's an idea oh god oh dear oh dear <laughs> That's oh, that represents shit. that twelve years. Oh my god! <laughs> exactly. I've seen three months. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so, uh, so, what else? What else with uh, Stargate and all the rest of this, my man? I'm sure you got some good stuff here. Well, yeah, it's one, one quite. So, I want to mention a uh, Graham Hancock, fellow Briton, because he did a he did a book, The Sign in the Seal, where he tried to look for the origins of uh, the Ark of the Covenant that got mentioned. And he can he sort of followed the trail and was he kind of figured two things one that it was in Ethiopia in this particular church and they were saying yeah we've got it here uh, but this church is like it's, it's it's carved straight into the ground straight into the bedrock so the church is washed one solid block of rock and then they've carved the edges and hollowed it out and they reckon that the Ark of the Covenant made that and then with bunch of references for our history and it, it makes it sound like that the wooden box was like a capacitor that's why it like layers of gold on the inside and it's because it needed to house this crystal it had so many faces 144 faces or whatever but yes but so I, you know, so i'll give that a mention because that was that, the idea that that was a powerful crystal some kind of technology and you get like radiation sickness from it unless you're very very spiritual you've sort of got a high vibration if you will because otherwise you just can't tolerate being near it and historically it was stolen from solomon and the thieves that took it got all kind of boils like sunlight radiation sickness and they took it back so i thought give that a little mention give graham the uh, sun in the seal a bit of a shout out graham hancock you want nice. to read about that 
Nice, Graham Hancock, uh, very, very famous and influential on in this type of uh, this type of world, right? Kind of going back in uh, that whole. Uh, what was it? Uh, what's the quote? Uh, we're we're a, a species with amnesia. Species with amnesia. Yeah, yes, exactly. a brilliant quote. Yeah. In that, exactly. In that, uh, we uh, a lot of this stuff maybe we knew at some point and just forgot it all, and then uh, through some sort of cataclysm, whether it's the flood or whether it's an ice age or both, and uh, we end up uh, you know losing all that. And I think you know what in that concept it makes perfect sense in. A lot of ways because imagine if something like i'm not praying for this or anything i'm not i'm not saying the end is nigh but imagine if like a super volcano or some shit blew up now like all of the, all the technology all of the steps we've yeah. made would be forgotten it'd be lost to history it'd be like the the library of alexandria getting burned all over again and we'd have to start yeah. from scratch in in the stone age right we'd have to do it all yeah. again it scares the, it scares the, in a way, I don't, I don't think about that because it, it scares the crap out of me because I think like T- Terence McKenna and the remote viewers, right? Terence McKenna pointed out we've mined a lot of the metals, haven't we? So you've got to get really deep down to get some metals. So you've got to wait for quite a while, haven't you? That's for the earth to push some back up. Do you know what I mean? So if, if like I say, if there was not many people left after a big disaster, they find the earth strangely depleted of useful metals, wouldn't you, for quite a while. So that's a tough one to consider. And also I think about the, the remote, remote view is a remote viewed Atlantis, trying to see what happened. Destruction. And they reckon, they, yeah, they were super high, so, uh, you know, good technology. I thought they were really good in that. Just like our scientists, they kind of ignored warning signs about things. And they were trying to tap the earth to get geothermal power, allegedly. And they, they ended up popping it a bit like a balloon on one side of the earth. And it just, just a, like, and it, it essentially created a massive super volcano. So, do you know what I mean? You think, well, if, if that really happened and they did it and they're supposed to be, you know, all really smart. And you think, oh, God. Oh, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not again. Uh, I'll, I'll show you a species with amnesia. Watch this. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah well, the hydrogen bomb tests and stuff like that, they thought that might cause a, the planets turn into a black hole, didn't they? Or ignite the atmosphere. Uh, go on, press it. Go on, Mickey. Go on, press it. Yeah, like that the the runaway vacuum decay, right? As uh, as Avi yeah, Loeb has said, is it Avi Loeb? No, who said that? Uh, Stephen Hawking, I think that was his his term regarding CERN, right? Yeah, so you could uh, through smashing these particles together create uh, the ultimate portal, and that would be the black hole, and we'd find out exactly well what was on the other side awfully fast because it would just destroy the entire <laughs> Earth. <laughs> and there's yeah. your there's your amnesia, <laughs> definitely good shit, man. Uh, what else you got, what my friend? Say- we didn't, didn't send, say when they couldn't get the machine to work. Didn't they originally say that? Oh no, it did work. It did work, but it did. It must have destroyed the universe and then put us onto a timeline where it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be the the, uh, the multiverse string theory. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it just didn't work, and they didn't want to admit it. That they didn't know what was wrong with it. Yeah, personally. it could be. I'm with you. I'm with you. Who the hell knows, man? Who the hell knows? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, we'll see. I guess we'll see, right? Hopefully not in our lifetime. I'm, I'm okay with the technology the way it is and, uh, you know, uh, growing and getting better because that would be really super, super amazing. Um, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. What else, my friend? Awesome. That's, that's me. That's me, man. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get going. <laughs> I'm, I'm in no hurry. It's, it's, like I said, it feels like Friday. It, it is Friday somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday somewhere. 
Yeah, that's some smashing shows. A recent mic, I mean, smashing it. So well done, well done on that. Way free cheers, right? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, but again, standing on the shoulders of giants. This uh, this show is not what it is without all of you guys that uh, contribute. All, all the all the amazing calls, all the amazing chat, all the just all the enthusiasm. Like I said, it's uh, it's it's nearly impossible for me to go. Eh, I'm not interested tonight because I know even if I'm like kind of have a you know maybe a sloppy premise, you guys uh, still pull some some amazing things out and teach me something. No matter what so uh, every night's kind of like a college course in maybe juice and i i love it i absolutely love it and all that credit goes to you guys all the energy and all the love and all the all the ideas and just uh, getting behind all the things we're talking about i appreciate that so much so uh so yeah let's do it uh, don't forget to follow rohan he's got a podcast called uh, exiled minds you can find it on youtube and you can find it on uh, all the podcast places uh link in the description please give uh, all the folks some love you'll see him down there night stalkers down there jennifer's down there robert's books down there rohan's down there uh, tinfoil timothy down there who did i forget uh, uh see this way you can't list everybody because you'll forget somebody uh i'll just read the list how about that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do it this time i'm not gonna forget anybody you'll see watch this watch this that's why i write i write shit down uh, then i don't have to yeah here we go check this out <laughs> check the, oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna just read the list here you go here you go follow don't forget to follow james jennifer night stalker Robert's book is there. Follow Rohan, Tam Bam, and the Instagram. Follow Tinfoil Timothy. They're all there. Link in the description. And there you go. That didn't leave anybody out this time, did I? Uh, don't forget all the amazing callers. I'm not going to list those guys out because uh, those guys and gals, because I will leave somebody out. And uh, I did that once, and I'm really sorry, Robert. I'm still uh, trying to trying to uh, win that back back uh, my favor for botching it. But uh, let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. Rohan, Rohan. What's up? Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Follow Penny Bunny. I'm there good. You go. Follow Penny Bunny. You're good. You're uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> catch, catch all them Pokemons. Follow Penny Bunny. There you go. Uh, also, yeah, scroll down to uh, Algorithms there. If you go down to the bottom of the YouTube channel, there's lots of uh, friends of Troubled Minds. You can find them all there as well. So uh, spread the love. Let let uh, there's, there's other good people out there doing good work. So just uh, get, get, make sure you, uh, at least if you don't have the time, at least subscribe and then go check them out from time to time. Go say hi and uh, tell, them, tell them Michael Strange sent you. And uh, yeah, there you go. All right. So let's do it. Let's get the hell out of here. You got it. You got a you got an outro for us there. Uh, usually Jay has the Jaytro, but uh, um, he's probably busy right now, and that's okay. If you don't, I'm playing some music. I think I want to hear some music, man. I've been on the music tip today as well. Let's hear some music. See, right. you got it. Do it. That's nice online. You got it. How about some music? All right, this is the way it goes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Troubled minds. And well, as we finish and do our thing, uh, it is the end of the week for us. So tomorrow you will you will get. Uh, tr- I actually have some auction stuff to go pick up tomorrow, so I don't. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow for uh, God willing, of course, for Troubled Minds News at 3 p.m. Pacific, maybe four o'clock instead, maybe an hour later. We'll see. Uh, I'm gonna get it in. I just don't know what time because I got I got a I got an appointment. Let's say. So if it's not three, consider somewhere around four. But uh, Troubled Minds News on Twitch, that runs on Twitch exclusively. And you can find us there. Come say hi. It goes for an hour. Just kind of quick hit, quick hit new stuff. And there you go. So as we finish this tonight, this is uh, the end of the week. So have a fantastic weekend. Thank you again for, again, all the energy, all the support, all of the amazing thoughts. Thank you for uh, sharing your ideas. Uh, like I said, it's a... Uh, 
your energy and your ideas is what uh, make the world go round and of course what make this show go round. so thanks for hanging out you guys are the best and uh yeah Rohan anything else there you go there you go uh, Exiled Minds Podcast the link in the description go check it out and uh, there you go the, the outro howl alright so as we finish you guys know the drill we're done for tonight it's the bad news the good news is God willing we have tomorrow and be sure be strong be strong be true be true thank you for listening from our troubled minds to yours have a great night time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details